This is Real Talk with Ben Tompkins, presented by Four Roses. Hey, what's good? Who's ready for some Real Talk, baby? Because God damn, do I have a fucking guest that you guys are going to love. Already, two cuss words, 10 seconds into this thing, but I just feel so charged up about the guest that I've got on today, and his name is Aaron Harris. He's in the Air Force, Air National Guard. He's a trainer at the gym I go to, shout out LAC, and I just see this guy in the gym reaching, man, and not only reaching, but guiding others and showing others the way. It's who you bring with you in life, and this guy's a difference maker, and I know as soon as I flip it to this interview, you guys are going to be like, God damn, this boy goes hard. I fucking love this guy. We just met. I mean, we just literally met like probably, you know, about a month ago and have had a few conversations. And this is immediately somebody that I'm like, I trust this person in my circle. Like this is the type of people that I want to surround myself with. And this is the type of people that I want to bring onto the podcast. And so I am not going to spend a lot of time talking in this intro. I'm going to toss to the interview pretty quickly. Uh, This is a long one. We go two hours, but we go really deep on a lot of stuff. And I think you guys are really going to like it. Before we get to that, uh, a reminder that Tuesdays and Fridays is really how I'm trying to go about this right now. Uh, I, I am in the midst of a long work week and I'm grinding. I have not had a second to kind of unplug or turn down, wind down at all because literally I'm either in the gym working on this podcast or lining up interviews or doing something content related or I'm driving Uber so that I can flip those stories on a Tuesday. So Tuesdays, Uber stories, check those out if you haven't, and Fridays will be my interviews with um, just difference makers, man, people out here who are being the person that they said, I want to be. That's powerful. That's the type of energy that we're trying to bring on this podcast. So um, that's all I got. Drink your Four Roses bourbon. Shout out to Four Roses bourbon. All right. Winning deserves a worthy reward. Grab yourself a bottle and be a fucking winner. How about that? All right. How about that for a little read? Uh, Without further ado, here is my conversation with Aaron Harris. All right. Now we welcome... My man, Aaron Harris, to the show. Aaron, what's good, man? Hey, what's good, man? I appreciate you having me out, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Glad that you can make it to the studio. What do you think of this place? Man, I love it in here, man. You got a bunch of stuff I'm vibing with already. This JFK pick, the Willie Beeman. We already had a little, you know, moment about that. Hey. I love the studio. Well, it's good to have you here. We are... Um, you're probably like the fourth or fifth guest that we've had in studio since I put up, you know, the acoustical paneling and, and kind of everything. And then I just got these mic booms. So uh, it's looking kind of official now. Hey, hey, hey I'm hey, I'm honored. And like I said now, like it's official as a whistle in here, man. Like all we missing is a ref. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, OK, so let's uh, set this up a little bit. Let's give some backstory. OK, Um Man, you're a new connection and becoming a good friend, and I really value our relationship as it stands today, you know, and, and I hope that it continues to grow, and you're a guy that I see in the mornings and on Saturdays at LAC, the gym that we both, that, that I go to, that you go to, and that you're a trainer at, 
and we just started, I don't know what it was, like one day just, you know, you just say one thing and then it's like, whoa, what was that? You know, what was that energy, right? And then you're just like running with it. And so we've had these little things and we've done a couple of workouts together and it is a fucking honor to have you sitting in here. So thank you so much for joining me. Hey, man, praise all goes to you, man. Seriously, man. All, and honestly, what, what it was is I seen how hard you was pushing yourself. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine in the military, and we was conversating about quality people. And so, like, I was just curious to, you know, what what she was doing with your life. So, you know, I was just like, hey, you know, Ben, like, what's up, man? Like, like what's going on in your life you got goals you knocking out like what's going on and you was like yeah man like look at my studio and i'm like oh <laughs> and then i got pumped instantly i'm like oh he is not playing <laughs> yeah a lot of times we'll just see each other and go hey, hey. <laughs> like, like, it's that vibe right there and, that, and i promise you man that gets me through the day like like i was telling you the other day man I'm, it was like four in the morning i'm i'm doing a mile and a half run trying to get it down in like in, my, in the 10 minutes and all i could think about was how you was pushing yourself on that sprint it's like so easy to make the you know complaints complacent easy decision to just coast but i seen you like excelling like some pe so many people let go of the gas but i seen you like pressing the pedal so like nothing but respect that's just where we're at in life right now man you hey. know we gotta bust it right now we're just in that ramp up phase most definitely uh, it's taken a long time to get here let me let me fucking tell you you know <laughs> but <laughs> but that's just you know that's part of the game that's part of the game that's why you lace up the sneakers that's why you go hard you know most definitely most definitely and uh so you uh tell tell us what you do so you, you, we know that you're a trainer at lac but also you're in the air force so tell me a little bit about that Correct. I have been in the Air Force for eight years now. So like as far as my job and everything goes, I'm a security forces member. So basically like, you know, you're glorified uh, cop in the in the Air Force. Okay. So, you know, your day to day, we work like 13 hour shifts, you know, just all day. But, you know, it's a great job. I, I want to believe that it's one of my best decisions I made in my life as far as the opportunities that the job has brung, the doors that has opened since I've been in this organization has been awesome. Like the people treat me well, like it's, it's, it's really been a benefit to me. And it's just a blessing to be in a position where, you know, you could give back and, you know, your sacrifices, you know, understood and honored, you know, it, and it's, it's just a great feeling. So do they have a base here in Louisville or do, are you outside of Louisville or where do how does that work? Yeah, there's a it's an Air National Guard base here on it's it's on it's located on Great Lane here in Louisville, real close to the UPS shop. So it's like the crazy thing is, is I was calling around for an active duty base eight years ago. Like I didn't even know this base existed. So I was calling around. Like I I, I think I legit Googled Air Force and <laughs> and I got redirected to this Air National Guard base. And I talked to the lady on the phone for five minutes, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do this. So I met up with a recruiter and hey, it was the rest is history. Why Air Force? I mean, what made you want to just jump into the military? Like, how did that decision come about? Man, my father, my father was in the army for seven years. And at that time, I and I was kind of it's kind of unconventional the way I did it. I didn't join right after high school. I actually turned 21 in boot camp. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I turned 21 in boot camp. <laughs> 
So, but yeah, my father was the biggest re- reason. He was he he went he was in the army like seven years, like I said, and uh, he was basically like, "Hey, don't go army, <laughs> you know, just you know, go Air Force." And you know, I actually had to take that test three times because the Air Force standards is way higher than the Army's. So I ha- I ended up having to get like a seventy seventy five on my ASVAB before I got accepted into the uh, Air Force. What does that test consist of? Uh, it's a it's it's your basics, your mathematics, your science, your English, reading comprehension, uh, machines, like as far as like tools, wrenches and stuff like knowing a monkey wrench, a monkey wrench and stuff like that. I'd be lost. <laughs> All right. You said math and fixing shit with your hands. I'm done. <laughs> I'm cooked. Hey, it took me three times. I had to take a ASVAB for dummies book. I like I was doing all type of research trying to pass this test, man. And it, it was a blessing because I had two wonderful parents, you know, and they let me quit my job. And all I did was focus on the ASVAB and I focused on losing weight because at that time I was um, 80 pounds overweight. Mm. So I had to lose 80 pounds and I had to pass the ASVAB to even be able to get into the Air Force. How quickly did you have to lose that weight? I lost that weight in six months, man. Damn. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was in and, and the crazy thing was it was just discipline and consistency. I didn't back down. I didn't give myself no days off. And like I said, it was kind of a blessing because I had parents that understood my situation and allowed me to quit my job. So all I had to focus on for six months was passing that ASVAB. Mm-hmm and losing weight like i turned my phone off i let my little brother have my car so pretty much like i was just like hey me yeah me all in all that's exactly what it was i was all in i was all in yeah what did it feel like when you finally weighed in and saw that and passed the test what was going through your mind bro it was amazing like it was like a like you know like dopamine like it was like on that type of (laughs) level bro i was like oh my god like i really did this like and sometimes i even presently i gotta remind myself what i'm capable of because even that feat like even like you know, I know it isn't like sung off the rafters or anything, but like that's my feat that I've accomplished. And, you know, I feel like if you could accomplish anything like that, anything you apply that formula to again, you could accomplish it. I feel like once you prove to yourself that you can actually set a goal and reach it, then you're like, fuck, did I just unlock the cheat code or something? You know what I mean? You're like, okay, now why I shouldn't have to prove myself, you know, right again. Right. But once you do it one time, then it's like you've just unleashed something within you that you're like, I got the shit. Like, look what I did. You know, last year or six months ago or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I went through all that. I can't get through this. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, and honestly, that's exactly what it is. And it, honestly, it is a cheat code. And, the, and uh, the chief code, I believe, could be set up to one word. is like self-belief. Like believing in yourself that you could achieve that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so easy to get caught up into what everybody else is saying. You know, and that's why I'm not really big on social media, because you can get lost in all the, you know, comments and all that. Honestly, if I had a platform, I probably just post stuff without like comments or likes. Like I don't even because like as soon as you start getting caught up in how many likes you get, you could get controlled by the likes. Mm -hmm. So honestly, if I had if I was pushing content, I probably wouldn't even like have likes or anything. It would just be content. Like if you like it, you like if you don't, you don't. I don't even need to know, you know, because at the end of the day, that made me happy. And, you know, I wanted to push that. It's hard um, because 
as I'm putting out these episodes and putting stuff out and looking at how many people are listening and stuff like that. Like it's it's hard not to, like you're you're addicted to looking at it, right? I mean, come on, I look at it, but I try not to put too much in it because it's just like an emotional letdown. You're just setting yourself up for failure, at least at the beginning if you're doing something, especially because, and that's like the big reason I did that I didn't step on that scale for the first three months. It's like, mm. you know what? That number doesn't matter right now. What matters mm. is the process. What matters is being consistent. Mm. And with this podcast and everything like that, it, it all that matters is consistency and good work. And people will find it eventually. Mm. So if I feel like I spent you know, 48 fucking hours putting together a really good episode and 27 people listen to it, you yeah. know? I'm not like, oh, fuck me. I mean, I am kind of like, fuck me, but you right. know what I mean? But I'm also like, that. that's not what I should be worrying about. Right, most definitely. Bill Belichick, right? Everybody knows Bill Belichick. Patriots, Tom Brady, easy, right? Mm-hmm. If you, Everybody studies his emotions on the sidelines. Like, have you ever, like, looked at what he's doing when they score, when they win? He's just a big grumpy guy. He just, he just <laughs> stale face all the time and you know what i noticed he's a master of his emotions you know and that's where a lot of people get caught up these days they're not master of their emotions so even when the highs is highs and when the lows are lows he could stay consistent right Mm -hmm. because if you can't balance that that's why you know people do like irrational things like hurt other people or make a bad decision because they're emotionally unstable but if you know, if you like, like how we was talking about the likes and the views, like if you like, like we understand, like, yeah, we want a thousand views or, you know, a billion people like subscribing or anything like that. But if we get caught up in that, like that's when that becomes something that can control us. Right. So it's just another vice. Right. Yeah. And you end up chasing it like and you end up putting way too much pressure on yourself. And then that is going to inhibit your ability to be creative and be yourself and and do the good work, right? Because then you're like, you're chasing somebody else's, you're chasing somebody else's like permission or value or something Mm, like that. You know what I mean? mm, When that that. should come from within. Yes. It doesn't matter what somebody else says if they, you know, if they like it or if they don't like it, like that's fine. But you're, um, I guess you shouldn't feel like you're dependent on their approval if you feel like you're doing good work or if you feel like, you know, in, in, in any capacity, Most right? Most definitely. In the gym, on the diet, if, in your relationships with your people. Most definitely. However you're doing it. Most definitely. You shouldn't be chasing somebody else's approval like that. Most definitely. It's the same thing when people go out there and view themselves given to the poor. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, why would you want to view that? Like, for that person, like, re- receiving that good at that time is like, ah, oh, you know, like, that's a, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a demeaning state in a way. But you're videotaping that and capturing it. Why? You know, like... I, like, you know, I understand it's better to give than receive, but I don't think like moments like that should be captured. You know, it should be genuine coming from the heart, which goes back to what we was talking about, self-confirmation. Because at the end of the day, if I have self-confirmation on the content or whatever I'm doing or whatever I'm pushing is, you know, ha- making me happy or making a difference within the people lives around me. Like that's that's really should be the like pri- the prior priority number one. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, because when you think about it, when you see somebody that does do that kind of a thing, you know, they they stop and take a video of them giving the homeless dude at the exit something, right? right. Or or whatever it is. Um, 
you know, luckily I don't follow a ton of people like that. I've gotten those people out of my life because because ultimately it comes down to why are you doing this? It, it's is it the self approval thing that you're talking about? Is it I'm doing this because I want to do this and it, it's going to make me feel good? And I'm doing it for the right reasons, or am I doing this so that I can show that off to social media and then feel validated because a mm. bunch of other strangers are sitting there sending you little like you know clapping hand emojis mm. and cheering you on? But but are they really cheering you on? Like they're saying mm. that stuff, but really they're probably like, oh my god, look at this fucking asshole. Yeah, you know that, what I mean? Like, did is, you see this? Like, why would you do that? Right. That, that is the underlying value right there. You know, and it's a trick. Like you're getting these little hits of dopamine through these likes, but the real like genuine process of it all is like you reap what you sow. So you given that shouldn't even, you know, even be hidden the whole, like, Hey, this is what I do. So I should be, like you said, the key word was validation. Mm -hmm. Like if, and this just goes back to self felt self validation validation right mm -hmm. <laughs> like your value system all right i so we're probably going to do this a couple times where we start going down uh a, a path and then have to come back to the main path and, and keep things going along okay. so we'll never apologize for these rabbit holes and these these <laughs> these exits that we take like that. right on our way to our end journey which is just having a real ass conversation about about a lot of things um i want to ask you what uh what is your com i want to go back to the air force thing like what is your commitment on like kind of a month to month thing or do you have to or are you going to go have to serve somewhere or how does tell me about that uh, within the seven eight years i've been in the military um i've been on two deployments i've been on multiple like little tdys which is just like within the state so like the traditional guard national guard setup is you work you work one weekend in a month so like one saturday and sunday a month and 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 i'm pretty sure anybody who does that guard thing can contest to this that those days fall on the most inconvenient days <laughs> of the month it's like that's when your family's getting together it just seems like those are the days where somebody's getting together but you got to go and work you know mm -hmm. but um and there's just so many different ways that you could work within the national guard you have full full-time guardsmen you have technicians you have your traditional guards people that goes the one weekend in a month and it all varies about the hours that you do how many um how many people uh do kind of what you do where you guys are there one saturday and sunday a month man a lot really like a lot and the crazy thing is we all have like personalized like you know consistently i'm a personal trainer like and that's the great thing about being in the guard mm -hmm. it's a melting pot so like i could be like uh, i'm a personal trainer right so i bring my personal trainer experience in there's a guy that's a u.s marshal he brings his u.s marshal experience in there's a guy that's an engineer he brings his engineer experience in. So, like, I work with all these amazing people that's doing great things with their life, and I get to hear bits and pieces about it. And it's like, man, like, I would not get to hear about this anywhere else. I'll probably Google it or get on YouTube to sure. figure it out. But to actually, you know, go through it with somebody who's going through these experiences is something else. So um, it's kind of different than from what Nick Ernst is going to do, right? Or, or, or is it like, cause he just left for, I know he was air force and then he left for something. Right. Mm -hmm. So is it, is, is what he doing different? 
he's actually going to active duty Air Force. So definitely different. But the beginning process isn't different for any anybody. So like the beginning process is, you know, you take your ASVAB, you pass your ASVAB, you pick a job that you, you know, that you could qualify for within your score of your ASVAB. And then they'll give you a, a boot camp training day. So where you get sent off the boot camp, whether it's six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks, they change it all the time, depending on the curriculum or what they believe needs to be pushed. So that beginning phase isn't that much different than anybody. And right now, because of COVID, like so like we used to have where your family could come out and like witness you graduate, used to put on a big parade. There isn't none of that happening right now. So I know. So and I I was having that discussion with him. I'm like, oh, man, you get to see your parents and everything. And I wasn't thinking about COVID. He's like, oh, man, you know, I'm not going to be able to see my parents. And I'm like, oh, dang, man, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to push that, you know, bring up that like soft moment, you know. Cause there wasn't nothing better than seeing my parents, you know, at the, like, cause you're pretty like, like I've never been to prison or anything, or I've never been confined for a long period of time. So like that eight weeks of not having a cell phone, not being able to listen to music, ultimately not to be able to make a bunch of choices on your own, Mm. almost, you know, in a way felt like confinement, you know, because I wasn't making my own decisions. So like in just to have some little bit of normality where I see my parents, you know, I was so hyped, <laughs> you know, and and like and like the crazy thing is, is like like I started valuing things that was taken away from me even more like music, like, oh, my goodness, like try to go a couple of weeks without listening to music. Literally was the thing that I was about to say. No music. I I don't think I could. I don't, I, Bro, it was terrible. Uh, like, so uh, like I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure anybody who remembers me in boot camp can contest that we had a singing group. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, we, yeah, we had a singing group, bro. Acapella. Yeah. Yeah. Like we pretty much used whatever we could get, like whether it was beating on lockers or the bed. And honestly, I got a funny story story where like so i was in the day room one day that's just where we get all our mail and every everybody comes in there and sit and we deliver mail to everybody right so i'm in there singing i'm cleaning up at the same time so we got to do our daily chores during boot camp so i'm singing i'm pretty i forget what song i'm singing oh like what's the song like oh the rain's coming down on my window pane something like that whatever but the ti he comes in and hears me singing so he's like harris you in there singing i'm like no sir he's like I'm not going to forget this. I'm like, oh, man. So, like, I don't know what's coming. So, like, I pretty much go through my whole day without him, like, bringing up this moment of me singing until we go to lunch. So I eat my food, right? And as soon as I finish, I'm trying to make my way out of the cafeteria as fast as possible because they have this thing called the snake pit. So basically the way the snake pit works is there's a bunch of T.I. sitting in a, in like at the beginning of the cafeteria. So like in, in the exits to the left. So you got to pass the table to leave out the cafeteria. So I guess it's some like some type of intimidation factor. You got to pass all these instructors. Uh, yeah, I want to I want to interrupt you real quick. What What is a T.I.? 
it, it's an instructor. So it's like the boot camp instructor, the person that's yelling at you as soon as you get off the bus. Hey, you know, what do you think you're doing? Oh, you think you're tough? Oh, yeah. And and I'm telling you, they'll, they'll, they'll break us some names that I've never heard before. Like, they're yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> like, like now that I look back on it, they are hilarious people. But but during that moment, it's like like if you've never really been in a hostile situation, it could be a little frightening. So they, they're yelling like, oh, my goodness the first night like all i remember is everybody wake up and then there's a metal trash can getting thrown down the hallway <laughs> all you hear is everybody wake up boom 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 it was it was crazy it was crazy but uh long story short about the um singing thing um so i ended he ended up calling me over to the table and he was like harris since you like to sing so much you know he was like sing for the whole cafeteria <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? So immediately I go into, oh, happy day. <laughs> so so I, I start singing, oh, happy day in the middle of the, the whole cafeteria stopped and just listened to me sing, oh, happy day. So <laughs> so as my friends are passing me, snickering and laughing, he, he noticed them laughing at me. So he calls all them over too. He said, backup singers now. <laughs> so so oh, I'm over here singing, oh, happy day. And then like, right behind me oh happy day <laughs> so so like that, that was like my little crazy moment about singing in boot camp dude that's awesome you had some backup backup vocals yeah right? i had some backup singers man we were serious they used to make uh did you play football yeah i did okay you remember in camp right mm -hmm. we would always do something in our camps called talent show gotcha and um basically it was a way to it was like hazing, but it wasn't really hazing, you know what I mean? You yeah, would just like make the younger dudes get up there and do something and <laughs> you know, sometimes you might get up there and sing in front of people if yeah. you're if you're feeling that. So that's <laughs> kinda like where my mind's going right now. It's just it sounds like That's exactly how it was. And honestly, like you said, it, it might some people might consider it like that, but honestly, it was a good time. Especially yeah. like it leaves so many good memories. Like that's what I'm starting to notice in life. It's like some of those your scariest situations that you think you're gonna be in ultimately becomes like some of your greatest memories and like something to look back on that just puts a smile on your face like you know it's like dang you know i really that really happened <laughs> so then how long have you been doing the personal training thing i've been doing the personal training thing for two years now like okay. I, i've been working now i've been working my butt ever since i would say i started my personal training journey once i lost those 80 pounds i lost those 80 pounds on my own accord like i didn't have nobody helping me so that was my initial like you know hold on like you know i might be like i started enjoying working out you know i went from 300 pounds to 230 pounds so you know i was like oh you know i, I really enjoy working out like you know what's that one saying it was like if you want to do something do something that you'll do for free and then you'll never work again right mm -hmm. so like so like that's pretty much what i'm doing like i would pretty much do this for free like we i have our sessions and then like i'm still pushing these people and we're having a good time and then i look up at the clock i'm like oh man we're you know we're like <laughs> we're like 10 minutes over i'm like hey do you still got another set in you and they're like ah yeah not today you know <laughs> but but that's what i'm willing to do i'm willing to go over because you know this makes me happy like that hour felt like 30 minutes or right. and sometimes it only feels like 10 minutes because you know what they say if you having a good time time flies when you're having fun right yeah and that's legit what i'm doing i'm having fun good. you know good <laughs> 
That's dude. It, it's so important, and so many people I think are get they get caught up in. I need to be married before thirty, and I need to have a house, and I need to have a good job, and I need to have all these different things, but. You know, those are a lot of times the people that get to 40 and 50 and then they look back and, and they're just fucking miserable. And if you don't do something, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, like a lot of times people say, you know, what, what what's your dream job, right? And sometimes your dream job might not pay the bills and, and that can Thanks. be a tough thing to kind of like have to reconcile. And, and but, but if you can find like pivot and find some way to use those skills in another way to make money, and then you kind of are really enjoying what you're doing. Right. I think that's I, I think that's the key to life, man. And, and, and so many people are so adverse to just going for it or just owning like this is my thing. Like this is what I fucking love yeah. to do. Right. And then. Yeah. But like. But you can't save them all. I don't you, know. You, you, I don't you know. really can't save them all because it goes back to your inner self. Like what makes you happy might not make me happy. What's that one? Uh, it's another saying that somebody else's pain is somebody else's happiness. So it's like it's a it's a scale, man. And until you come to that point where you're just fucking happy with yourself, like you're never going to really live. Because you're gonna ultimately be like a, you're gonna be a copy. You're copying something, yeah. which isn't yourself. Like you're unique. I need you, and you need me. And like if I ever put myself in your shoes, try to do what you do, I'm gonna slip up and fall because I can't do it as good as you. You know. So yeah, that's what I really try to. Do. I really I, I empathize, but I really try to never put myself in another man's shoe. Like that's what you do. That's what you do. That's what makes you happy. That's awesome. That's great. Like I'm gonna be on, you know, cloud nine with you mm-hmm. because you're doing what you want to do like that gets me excited like when when you told me that you did this like i got pumped like like <laughs> i was did. like like i was like yeah hey. but, yeah because, because that's what you like because that's what you do and i and that's exactly why i need you to do what you're doing because guess what we're here right now having a great conversation mm-hmm. talking about what we love like bro this is privilege right I know. now <laughs> i know i hope the people listening could just feel the vibes radiating through the microphones <laughs> right now because this room is honestly just <laughs> fucking packed, baby. Hey, there it goes right there. Hey. <laughs> My man. Hey, I want to back up a little bit and ask you, um, this is something that you mentioned that we have saved to talk about, and mm-hmm. we're going to kind of get heavy here, okay? Right. Um, a second ago, too, you mentioned you reached that point where you, you were finding, like, that thing that you had found that thing that you're doing that makes you happy to live right right um but in one of our previous conversations you told me that there came a moment where you almost didn't make it you almost died yes and we saved that so we could jump in now and now we're getting much more serious and tense a little bit but like you know let's 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 dive into that yeah i almost passed away man i was this is prior to me um, losing the weight. This is prior to me studying for the ASVAB. This is what actually made me focus on the ASVAB and losing weight. I was out hanging with a bunch of people that really didn't have my best interests at heart. 
you know, I'm over here drinking, driving, you know, doing a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't be doing. And, you know, and which what what started our conversation was quality people. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was around all these people that wasn't having my best interest, which led to me making a bunch of bad decisions that wasn't corrected. Like if you're my real friend, like your real friend, if you see me making a mistake, you supposed to we're supposed to be able to have a relationship where you'd be like, hey, man, that wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that, that's not cool. And that and that's wasn't that wasn't happening with this group of people, which led to me in an incident where I almost lost my life. Like, you know, there there were shots fired and there was bullets like that passed my ear. And like and for the weeks after that situation happened, like all I could think about was like, man, like I could be dead right now, you know, and what would have been said about my life? What what have I accomplished at this time? And I and ultimately I wasn't living up to my full potential. I was I was wasting away, man. Like I said, I at this point I'm 300 pounds. You know, stayed in the house all day, just playing Madden, like just a bunch of bad decisions, man. I wasn't living. I was I was alive, but I was dead. You know, mm-hmm. I was alive, but I was dead. And as, as soon as that situation happened, and the weeks later after, like I like you know I made it through all that. That's when I buckled down. Is like you know what I'm I'm going to do something with my life. Because I, I understand how precious it is because I almost lost it. It's crazy how we take for granted so much in life. And sometimes we have to go through a storm to appreciate it that much more. Like, it's, it's so crazy. Like, we all breathing right now. Anybody who's listening to this, they're listening right now. Mm-hmm. But do you know how precious that is? moment is you know that this this moment right now my connection with you Ben, looking at you in your eyes this moment right now that we have we'll never get it again like and that's crazy right Mm -hmm. it's crazy but like you know like it's like my goodness life right (laughs) (laughs) it's happening all around it's happening (laughs) and and the time the clock doesn't stop for nobody for nobody what happened with like, tell me about the situation that you were in. So basically, it, it was stupid. It was between me and some other guys. We had just left the club, and words was exchanged. Like I said, going back to being around in a group of people that doesn't have your best interests or not making a bunch of great decisions for their life as well. So, like, words was exchanged after the club, and then next thing you know, you know, shots was fired from another vehicle into another. So. Damn. I know, right? And the crazy thing was, I wasn't even the main one starting the conflict. Like, I'm never a confrontational type person. Like, my mother never taught me to start a fight, but she taught me how to finish them. Mm -hmm. So if you ever see me in an altercation, it's probably because I'm trying to finish it or I'm trying to prevent it from even happening. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what goes back to what I was telling you about only quality people. I don't think I'm better than anybody, but but I do deserve to respect myself enough to not allow allow certain people to walk their dirty feet through my mind right Mm -hmm. and that's what happens when you let people that's not quality in your life because whether you say you're strong-willed or not their influence on you will happen one way or another right because you're entertaining that you're vibing with that like when me and you get together like hey like you know you felt that i feel that like i get stronger when i'm around you Mm -hmm. so vice versa if you was a dirt you know if you was a turd 
you know, if I get around you, we about to do turd things. Yeah. Like we, like we, <laughs> we yeah, like we two, <laughs> hey, we two turds in a pot, man. Nobody's going to flush us, mm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. So, and that's really what I'm big on. Like I said, I'm not better than anybody, but I respect myself enough to only allow quality, quality people around me. Right. Yeah. And it comes back to having standards. You know, it's not that you value. Well, okay, let's 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 just rip the bandaid off. Yes, it is okay to value yourself more than other people. And I know that might sound kind of weird and not in a like, I mean, instantly the kind of thing that that already comes up in my mind is like the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Right. No one is saying that any one person is more important than the other in that situation. Right. Let's like use some fucking common sense. right? Right. But but when you start to break it down, thinking I am doing my thing or I'm making these changes, I'm a quality person, I'm trying to surround myself with quality people, it's okay to say, yes, I am. I value myself and the people that I put around myself more than other people who are trying to pull me down or get me to do my old shit, right? Exactly. Back on my bullshit. Exactly. Birds of a feather flock together. They if you flock. run around with losers, you going to end up a loser, hey. right? That's that's where the quality <laughs> people thing comes from. Exactly. So some backstory for the people. Yeah, that's that's we were just like saw each other and we were like just I just started dropping some less brown and you were like, "Man, send me your number." And I was like, "All right, I bet I'm going to send you like four or five different <laughs> things." And then you know, but like but so so okay, getting back to that. It's okay to look at somebody and say, you know what, man, this this person, like every time I'm with them, they get in a fight. Every time I'm with this person, they're talking shit. They're on some petty shit. And I'm not trying to be on that. Like we off that. Yeah, we've been off that. Far from it. And if you surround yourself by those, you know, around people who are, are you know, just want to just limit your ability to become the human being that you have the potential to be. And if you really are serious about reaching that, and becoming that person, you got to cut them off. Most definitely. Like, no matter what situation situation you're in, whether it's good or bad, you are guilty by association. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's people going to prison today because they was in the car with somebody committing a crime because they was guilty by association. Yeah. Right now, we're both promoting positivity. So, we're guilty of association. <laughs> <laughs> lock me up lock me in <laughs> look lock me in yeah. and and that's really what it boils down to and like you said standards which is a word that so many people have gone far from because what if we gonna go full circle right here it goes back to those likes it goes back to self-validation mm. oh mm. oh so i'm about to push this content my only fans because i'm trying to get that only fan <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, you yeah, know so yeah. now so now your content is different it isn't coming from the heart because now it's, it's going to like sway the likes I'm, I'm putting this out because i know it's going to get the likes so it isn't genuine right and long term you're not going to be able to sustain that because mm-hmm. you're going to fall off you know what they call that uh um like they always jocking on the next wave. Like you know, it's like, come on, man, just be true to yourself. As long as you're being true to yourself, nobody can copy that content. They can mimic it, but they can't copy it. You know, and you always gonna be the first to that plate because you're being true to yourself. You're being genuine. Nobody could be you. Mm-mm. Like 
Like, <laughs> like for real. And that's the biggest thing. Like, a lot of people are not spending enough time with themselves and figuring out who they are. So they can't even get to the point that be like, what makes me happy? I was I was talking to this girl a few weeks back and I was like, hey, you know, how you doing? You know, what makes you happy? Who are you? She was like, I really don't know. And that was sad as hell. Like, I, of course, I stopped talking to her because she like, how can we both like where we, we can't even communicate because you don't you don't even know who you are. Like, you need to spend some time with yourself and figure these things out. Two things. One, if people are mimicking, then imitation is the greatest form of flattery, right? So Facts. let them, you know, Facts. let them. That's, and, and if you're doing and role modeling good behavior or contagious behavior, positivity, then hopefully people do Facts. imitate that, you know, and spread it around. <laughs> please, Jesus. Please. Okay. The other thing is the people who still aren't there yet. And it takes work, like it, it takes looking inward, and that can be really tough, and you got to get over your own bullshit to do that. Most definitely. But I feel bad, and I pity the people who have just lived through the same 2020 year that we have, mm. and have gone through the quarantine and everything, where they were forced, mm. they were forced to sit in a room by themselves, not have anywhere to be, and yet they're still the same person today, mm. still doing the same bullshit. I pity that person. Mm. Mm. And then I never think about him again. No, no, <laughs> no. Because like at that point, what what's that one? So like, would you, would you? Uh, I think Kendrick said it or something. Like, would you um, trust a flower that grew in the dark or something like that? You know, it's like you you're you're not growing, bro. Like, what are you reaching for? Ultimately, you're you're the Walking Dead. Like, <laughs> you're not alive, bro. And like, you're really not gonna be happy. And we see these people's on a day to day. Like, honestly, I think the other day we was in the gym and I was trying to like get an opinion from a young lady and she came off so rude. I'm like, oh my goodness, your energy is terrible. I don't like you. Get away from me. Like, <laughs> she like, didn't want to be bothered like, at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I just wanted an opinion. I'm like, hey, how's Pinterest for you? Like, I heard it's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, some people, man, some people, but that's their energy. But it's like, like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't, wasn't really vibing with her. Nah, not yeah. at all. That wavelength was totally off. <laughs> and, and so it's like, all right, let it go. Fly exactly, away. Exactly. You know, like, see ya. You can run even faster. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so how long ago was that shooting incident? It was eight years. That's why, that's why like, it was pretty much boom, boom. I, I had that life-threatening situation happened i woke the fuck up like like i feel like i was sleeping for what like 20 years like i was asleep like so like of course like i played football and stuff in high school and i got like i don't know how could i say it. i didn't have the best coaches in my life because i was always like pretty decent at football so they always told me that hey you know you're gonna play college you know you're somebody's definitely gonna reach out to me and they was giving me the wrong advice because after senior year nobody came like you know there was nobody knocking mm -hmm. so i didn't have that work ethic to where i was like a go-getter i would put myself out there i would go reaching for that mm -hmm. so in a well in a way i fell into complacency and you know what they say an idle minds is the devil playground so i didn't have nothing going on in my life for two years after high school which led to drinking hanging out with the wrong people not making great life decisions because at that point how, how do you know the shooter target if you don't know what you're aiming at like mm -hmm. so like so i was complacent i was just idle i was just like the walking dead i was dead bro yeah. like you know what i'm saying in there. like and it took that life situation to wake me up 
to be like, oh my goodness, this is life is so precious. Oh my goodness, the grass is green. Like you don't like until you go through a situation where life is almost taken from you. I don't think you could appreciate green grass. Like no. cause it is almost it's like you almost never seen that again. Like it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Everything becomes brand new. It is brand new, bro. I promise you. I just, I woke up like eight years ago, bro. <laughs> where did you go to high school? I went to Southern High School. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has their views about Southern, but ultimately, like, I came to this conclusion that you could be great no matter what school system you come from. Yeah. Like, I've seen people come from St. X that are doing terrible right now. Like, they, the sky was the limit. The potential was the limit, but they cracked under pressure. Like, they had so much pressure to achieve, achieve, achieve that they got burnt out. And so they just, you know, became recluse. Like, you know what? Everybody, forget everybody. I just want to be average, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's people from Southern, you know, that, you know, they're doctors now. It's like, so it's it's crazy how that works. I think quality people come from everywhere. Um, I went to Trinity my freshman year Mm -hmm. and then came back and graduated from North Oldham. Mm -hmm. And there's people who I know from my time at both, same thing, all the advantages in the world, you know, parents have money, they've got uh, white skin, they've right. got all these different privileges, like whatever it is, right? right? And yet, they still are just kind of like wasting away. And then, like, I, I, I also know people who, you know, my friend Dwight, he's in law school, and he came from Central High School, yeah. right? Which is yeah. another school that you just, you know, when you think about a law student, uh, as unfortunate as it sounds, like people probably would say, oh, a law student, they... they really from central like exactly. they would kind of question it right but like quality people come from all walks of life that's what i've learned stereotypical stereotypes and it's unfortunate that the school system have those labels because so many people would put on me like i could get been told like oh my goodness like you have to go to mail and like i'm like ah, oh, thank you you know no i went to southern yeah <laughs> you know but they don't want to associate like you know successful people or knowledgeable people with schools that are less like central like you were saying the lawyer coming from central you you say some there's a lawyer coming out of louisville that went to high school immediately you're thinking like one of the trinities one of the saint X's, mm-hmm. you know and and that isn't the case all the time and i and i'm reiterating this because i want kids to know or whoever's listening to this to know that you could be great at southern you could be great at shiny you could be great at at eastern it depends on that person's mindset and the people who's guiding them mm-hmm. and ultimately it's the people People who's guiding them because you if you if you're what if you're not a man already in high school you know it's your parents that needs to be there for your guardian and if you're already a man in high school that means one of your parents isn't in your life so you have to grow up fast mm-hmm. right so i didn't have a man mindset in high school so you know how that goes i do i do we <laughs> we we have lived a lot of the same experiences in so many different ways yeah i i definitely can relate to that i've had you know, um, an estranged relationship with my dad. It's better now. Dad, if you're listening, I love you, man. Right. But there were times where there was like seven years that went by where we didn't have any communication at all. I still don't have any communication with his side of the family. Mm -hmm. And I've had coaches that have failed me, you know, and that's what you're talking about is like those people who, you know, because like, think about it, man, like people, some people like fucking Ted Bundy's of the world are born inherently evil. Right. Right. But then there's other people that walk down a path in life and every time there's an opportunity for them to be trained up or be 
supported and have a foundation, they're failed. They're failed by they're failed by coaches, they're failed by teachers, they're failed by their parents' friends, they're failed by whoever. Yeah. And when when you look at those people <laughs> and you start to piece it together, it's like, well, no wonder they reached that conclusion because every time they reached, every time they, they were vulnerable enough to reach for that person, mm-hmm. they got shit on or they got shut mm. down. You know, and it and I admit it's so you know I get emotional talking about the, the that kind of stuff because it's it's so raw to me, and it's so right. and it's just so sad to me that there there are so many kids that grow up like that where they might not have perfect parents or they might not have a perfect family, and so then they they start to look at you know other people's parents or mm-hmm. other other coaches, other teachers, um, people that just live in their neighborhood, like whatever, and if they are failed every step of the way, then it's easy to see when you really think about it how some of these people end up where they end up. Most definitely. And it's important. It's really important. You know, if you have that opportunity, like you were talking to the kids or whoever's listening, but like if there is somebody or somebody ends up, sh- uh, you know, sending this to their kid or something like that, like listening to that, it's, it's, it's important and it's powerful. Facts. It's really powerful. Facts. And you know, the most unfortunate thing is it's the people that has the most immediate access to you that let us down during those times. And, and that's so unfortunate, you know, and I, I remember one coach on senior night, like, you know, he walked me across the field on senior night and like he has made like one of the biggest impact in my life. Like his name is Aaron Hall. Like, you know, he walked me across the field on senior night. I was failing some classes um, freshman year. He helped me during the summertime past these classes like and then he made me like his student aide senior year like and i and like and i and i wasn't grown enough to thank him then like i wasn't you know mature enough to see what he was really doing Mm -hmm. you know until i actually graduated high school and life hit me like you know smack like Mm -hmm. yeah this is life we need you to make money pay bills good credit score life (laughs) You know, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Until life hit me, I'm like, oh, shit. you start realizing like who's really in your corner. And, you know, your support system means everything. And sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes conversations need to be had or, you know, and, you know, sometimes you just honestly, you just need to man up. You need to man up. And if I had this mindset at at a younger age, who knows? I probably, like, I don't even know if I told you this. I I ended up walking on to Louisville's football team. Really? Yeah. But, like, I probably, like, that was one of my dreams is to play college football. But instead of me having to, like, wait till, like, I was, like, three years removed from high school to walk on to Louisville's football team, I probably would have just, you know, had a scholarship from high school in order to play my four years out sure a set of having that break you know and which comes back to guidance or being you know your stick to itiveness and like you said the people around you that can make that biggest impact and like now i like i always think about like, dang why didn't I, you know why why wasn't i you know blessed with a great support support systems people that could guide me you know and you know everybody isn't and maybe i'm talking to the person that that doesn't have that and guess what man it sucks for you but read a book <laughs> stay up late and bust your butt man you know bust your butt because you could do it and sometimes you just have to build it for yourself like that's the whole thing that that i've realized really is moving away and coming back is like 
no one at the end of the day is is no one's gonna save you, man. Like you got to do it yourself. You got to be willing to do it yourself. And 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 you can't. It's easy to to get like feeling sorry for yourself and and pity yourself if you haven't had that support system if it wasn't built in for you from the beginning, right? right. But but okay, so then you've got an option. You can either bitch about it for the rest of your life mm. and see where that gets you. Mm. Or you can build it yourself. Okay, I didn't have that, but what am I going to do about it? Well, I'm going to make it. I'm going to create it. Right. And and go from there. Right. Um, there was something else that I wanted to jump back to in um, in the last couple of minutes that we were just talking about. I, I get so many like right. things that I just know. like pop into my mind. I'm not and then just be just, feeding off of you. I know it. Um, well, I guess it, uh, just coming back to being proactive and if you would have been reaching out, you know, to to coaches and to programs, because like a lot of that stuff, like I went and played college football, when U of L, it was right. D3, right? right? But I was having to go do all those recruiting things because my coach, like I wasn't one of his favorites. So he would do that shit to the centers and the, all the other different schools. Same thing in my house. Yeah, but but for me, I was like, "Fuck! What about chopped yeah, liver over I'll, here?" You I'll, know, like, "Fuck! I'll just go fuck myself." You know, I got a coach, right? You know, but then but then I get the I get to the program, and then it's like, "Oh, let's get a picture with them," and it's like, "Oh, really? Now you want to sit in this fucking picture with me, you motherfucker?" Hey, you know? Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> what, you wasn't shooting with me in the gym. Uh-uh. <laughs> hey. But 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 you know yeah it it comes back to that and and you know what like look look it it speaks to the kind of person that you are because here is an example and you had two fucking forks in the road or one right. fork in the road two paths right and look where you are now look at the trajectory that you're on right now look where you're headed okay so if you do start to think man what would have happened if I would have known what to do or how to reach out or had that person like okay cool it, it might have been different but like you were saying earlier you never know what those couple of minutes or those couple of decisions have um in store for you when right. you make them or don't make them because hey man i mean you're sitting across the table from me right now and i don't know how we got here but i fucking i love that we're here right now you facts, know what i mean facts man <laughs> facts and i and i stay feeding off of you man you're <laughs> hey, you're a gym man i really appreciate you man i really do man and like you said though it's really about just reaching out and just sticking to it or and just figuring it out for yourself if you really want it if you really want it to happen i'm letting you know right now Disney's not going to save you. There's no magic wand. There's your fairy godmother at 18 <laughs> isn't going to show up. Disney lied to you. Like yeah. <laughs> there's there's nobody there's you know every now somebody might get a magic wheel and lucky you, you know, at, from some yeah. random uncle. Lucky you. Yeah. But anyways, like you just got to really just stick to it and like how you were saying like creating your own opportunity. Like a lot of people believe in luck. Like like no, like people create their own luck. Like, you know, you could if there isn't a door, create a door like there's always a door. Right. Mm-hmm. There is always a door. Quick story about how I walked on to Louisville's football Please, team. Yeah. Right. So I go like, all right, I finished my first um, overseas deployment in Kuwait back in, I want to say, 2017. I was there for a year. I, like I spent that whole deployment working out, running, 
gotten like I had a six pack. Like you know, yeah. I, I was walking around with you know on the walking bridge with no shirt. Like I was feeling myself. <laughs> but all right, any means. <laughs> so I go, I go down. Still sexy. You, Still you, sexy. you know, right, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, yeah. you know. One step at a time. <laughs> so you know, I go down to the. I, I enroll at Louisville full time as a full time student. So I go down to the full to the um, field house where all the coaches and everybody meet up. So I, I go down there probably about three, four times asking when the coach is getting. I just want to speak to somebody. I'm considering walking on. Like I like there the coaches was never there, which goes back to creating your own opportunity. So the fifth time I go down there, I'm like, excuse me, you know, ma'am, like what time do the coaches get here in the morning? She said they get here about six, seven in the morning. So I had the great idea. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create my own opportunity. I showed up at the field house at three o'clock in the morning. Like it starts pouring down rain in about four in the morning. At this point, I'm like, hey, guy, please don't let nobody think I'm trying to rob them or anything. It's raining. They're showing up in fancy cars. But OK, so like six, six o'clock rolls around. And um, I already did my homework on the walk on recruiter coach name. His name was Andrew Blaylock at the time. So I ended up like shaking every coach's hand that walked into the field house. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I'm Aaron Harris. I'm here to play fullback, you know, tell Andrew Blaylock. Playlock, I'm outside, you know, with a straight face, you know, uh. s- still face like, mm. yeah, like, yeah, give me this job. Where you at? Yeah. Like I did that to like 10 coaches and like 730, eight o'clock rolls around. Andrew Blaylock walks out. And like I said, I, I already did my homework on this guy. I already knew he played uh, quarterback for Florida State and he was a walk on as well. So I instantly interpersonalized. I'm like, hey, you know, I know you know what I'm trying to do. I'm a walk on. I'm just trying to make the team. He smiled because he, you know, I did my homework he I, you know i guess he was flattered that somebody you know did research on him so you know the next day i had tryouts like you know i'm running the 40 yard dash i'm i'm catching a tennis ball 80 yards out like bro i <laughs> like i did i was in the gym but i wasn't catching tennis balls 80 yards out so every time i caught a tennis ball i was like you know thank you jesus you know because <laughs> like like you cannot see like i don't know if anybody tried to catch a tennis ball 80 yards out like you cannot see them until they're pretty much in your face so every time i caught one it was amazing but long story short I made the football team, man. I had a locker, man. And guess what? They put my locker right by the um the toilets. Like so like my my locker <laughs> was right like so like you know, I could have got down once again, bro. But you know what? I'm like, you know what? Everybody got to take a shit. So guess what? Everybody's going to know me and I'm gonna be the shit because they have to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> So that so that was my mindset. Even though I'm smelling everybody's poop while I'm getting ready for the these practices, I'm over here like I like I took that energy instead of being down like they treating a walk on by putting me by the toilets. Mm-hmm. I took that energy and was like, you know what? They gonna know me like this. I didn't let it like decrease me. I let it elevate me. Right. It's a mindset. <laughs> yeah, it's always a mindset. We always got two choices, man. And you earned that locker. Hey, I did. Like even though you know what I mean. Like so when people like buy houses in in a not great part of town or something it's like dude you but you fucking earned that house you know what i mean so like be be grateful for what you got and you're sitting there at this locker that you know there would be a lot of other people that would be that that would be wanting that locker right but you did it you were there in the morning and you did your homework and there's a there's a saying that luck is 
like the meeting point of hard work and preparation and timing or something. I'm, I'm hovering around it, but like, it. but that's what it is. You know, there, there is, you know, you make your own luck sometimes like this. Sure. There's sometimes you just get lucky. Mm-hmm. Right. Effects. But most of the time when things do pop, it's because you had a goal, you had an opportunity and, or, or you didn't, you just were prepared and you were, on the right time, on the right path, and you created your own opportunity. Most so that's definitely. a fucking awesome story. What year were you uh, on the team? That was 2018. It was the first year. It was right after Charlie left and um, Bobby got there. It was Bobby's first year back after Charlie left. Hmm. Yeah. He uh, he tanked pretty quick. I wish that man would have never left. If I feel like if Charlie would have never left Louisville, would, like I'm not saying that they're a terrible team at all. I'm just saying they would still be up there, you know, because they was always like one, two, three when Charlie was there. Yeah. So you know, like man, like like bro, you would have had a dynasty, and there's nothing here in Louisville, bro. So it's like that, I think that's when sometimes people's ambitions get in the way of you know what they currently have, like being happy with what you got. Like bro, you are you still changing a lot of kids lives like look at all the prospects he brought in a majority of those kids are now in the nfl yeah they are like if, like the jets is pretty much louisville <laughs> <laughs> like legit Bilal powell has like, hung around in the nfl forever forever and all these is like charlie's kids like you know like it's like golly and Lam- like lamar like all the charlie's kids mm-hmm. you know so it's like it's just crazy man but and then, so you played a season, or see, a couple seasons, see, or what? See, that's the thing. I did. I didn't even get to make it to the season because what happened was, is that I want to say three months into me practicing with them, going through all the strength workouts and everything, the report came back that my college eligibility was up. Yeah, I got I got hit again with the brick over my head. <laughs> Yeah, once again, yeah. How was it? Uh, cause you had aged out or what? No, I see. I see, and this goes back to guidance, right? So I didn't know that if I would have enrolled, cause at the end of when I graduated, I enrolled full time in college after high school. I enrolled full time in college. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you enroll full time in college, your eligibility clock starts. So if I would have just enrolled in one or two classes. I would have saved my eligibility. My my clock would have never started. That's why you got some people that's 40 years old that could play four years of college football. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever seen the 50-year-old kicker that's, like, kicking balls right now? Like, no. he's 50 years old, but he's the <laughs> kicker on the football team. And I was like, man, that's amazing. <laughs> but, you know, like, and this goes back to guidance. If somebody was really, like, you know, I'm not saying that I needed somebody. Well, I, I kind of really did need somebody to let me know the ropes. And, like, some, like, and if I was wiser at a younger age, I probably would have reached out and asked somebody to be my mentor. Like, hey, if you don't have a mentor, or you need a mentor somebody who's doing what you're doing or trying to do what you do so they could let you know about potholes before you get there mm-hmm. like if somebody talks to me right now that's thinking about college or anything i'm gonna immediately tell them hey don't enroll full time <laughs> you know <laughs> just to save your co- college eligibility you know sure. and little stuff like that i would have made it so you graduated from U of L then 
No, I did not. I, as soon as all that happened, I, I went on another deployment. So I got deployed again. So I, I so and that's the thing about being in the military is like you got you know you have your you know dedication to the country and what you need to do. So I went overseas again. I and, you know got it. I didn't enroll back into the next semester. So I'm still on my journey into getting my bachelor's degree. I have an associate's, mm -hmm. but I still have yet to obtain my bachelor's, which is in the works. How many hours do you need? I actually need about 60 hours. Okay. 60. So I, I, I believe within 10, about 10 months, I could, I, I just um, enrolled into healthcare leadership at UofL. So I'm pretty much, you know, all online. So okay. whether if I deploy again or not, I'm going to just knock it out. We're going to have a big celebration when you reach those 60 hours. I hope bro, you know that. Bro. We're going to have a fucking bash. Hey, right. hey let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's oh, yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to celebrate that. <clears throat> long time coming long time coming um man i know we've jumped around a lot of different places in this yeah um but that you know i wanted to make sure that sometimes i've realized this when i write out all the questions i try to have like these perfect questions that mm -hmm. are going to elicit these awesome responses and then i end up like being way too rigid or and it doesn't really flow as well mm. as i want it to and i end every fucking thing like Man, I, it went well, you know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. like, it wasn't, didn't go as well as I wanted it to. So I wanted to just keep this one just free-flowing, and we, we don't have a script that we're going off of I at like all. That. Literally no questions written down. I just <laughs> I knew that you had told me um, I wanted to ask you about all the things that you were doing, and I wanted to ask you about your near-death experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, I, like, I've, I, had, I had a near-death experience at the beginning of the year. I have never talked about it. I did not know that. On this or anywhere else, really. Um, a really good. I've had two. I've had. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, let me. Let me. Uh, let me. Uh, how many do I really want to? Like, maybe two or three. Okay. And, and, it, and it comes back to what we were talking about earlier is just being at that point where you know that you have to make a change or else you, you're just like, you're over it. Right. Um, and when you said the idle mind is the devil's playground, that is literally my, I was at the end of my rope, man, in 2015. I had just come back from being in Europe. I did like a study abroad program, mm -hmm. traveled solo for like six weeks after that. So I was over there for like 10 weeks. <laughs> I, I, I had an awesome time, but then I come back. And when I come back, everybody in my circle is either back at school mm -hmm. or by this time late summer they've other people have accepted jobs and moved to other cities mm -hmm. so now i'm back at home i'm living in the basement of my parents house and i am <laughs> literally like I, I went from being so high up traveling around meeting new people constantly like that's where my energy comes from is just right. like chopping it up with people really right. and i come back and then i'm just like i'm idle I am literally not moving, dude. I don't have a job yet. I don't even know if I'm going to go after like what I studied for in school. Uh, I had no idea what I was about to do. but I And I was overweight. And a lot of times, like, it's toxic. I, was, I, I put a post up about this the other day. Like, it's toxic how much my self-worth is aligned with my body image. And that's just what happens when you got a dad who's a Marine and a former football coach and just a badass. And, you know, it's like that's that's that it is what it is. But, uh, 
you know, I got back and, and I, all these things were just like, I was just chilling. I was just wasting my time. And I really, I, I was in a bad place. Um, and, and thankfully it wasn't my time, mm. but I came really close. Right. Like standing on the roof of somebody's house and thinking like, I'm going to jump down and I'm just going to try to land on my neck and just snap it. <laughs> like that's <laughs> fucked up. That's yeah, really fucked up. Most you know? Definitely. <clears throat> but, um, I got down yeah. and, and I was okay after that. And then I got really motivated and it wasn't soon after that, that I started things started falling into place for me because I started doing the right things. I started taking care of myself. I started surrounding myself with good people. I started setting goals and actually working every day or every week Mm -hmm. to achieve those goals. And within a couple months, I flew out on a plane to go interview with a company out in the Bay Area and Southern Glazer Wine and Spirits. (laughs) And they were like, hey, yeah, if you want to fly out here, we're not going to fly you out here, but if you want to fly out for this chain sale merchandiser <laughs> position, okay, which is like Kroger's and Wal- like Walmart's and like anywhere that sells alcohol that's a grocery store or something like that, <laughs> I'm you. like, bet. Because if I stay here, I am toast, I man. can understand that. I hop on a plane, man, I nailed the interview, and I come back. And I tell my mom, like I call her, like I literally flew out there, di- you know, didn't know anybody, obviously. Right. Took an Uber to and from the interview. And I'm like, mom, they offered it. I need to move out to the Bay Area. <laughs> and so my mom and I, we, I found like a, a room to rent on Craigslist for like 1500 a month. <laughs> a room, a fucking room. Okay. But I, that, that got me out there. That got me going. And then in a couple of months, I was able to find a couple of other guys that worked in the industry, mm-hmm. and we rented a house together, lived with them for a year, so now that's my 2016, and I really was, I was running a lot, I was playing flag football a lot on the on Saturdays with mm-hmm. this like meetup, so there was like a, a lot of time that I just wasn't watching sports or really doing anything like, you know, West Coast time, right. it's way different, and on Saturdays, I would miss that because I'd be playing football myself at College of San Mateo where Julian Edelman played. Eey. It sits way up in the Bay Area and it sits over, like, it sits like way up and over the Bay in San Mateo, okay, which is like halfway between the Bay and San Jose or the San Francisco and San Jose. <laughs> and you can just see the water and you can see the planes <laughs> landing in the SFO. So literally, you're like on top of the world, man. And I'm like in the best shape of my life playing football i'm running it man i'm a receiver so they i mean i would have like four touchdowns on a saturday and just be like pumped i know right that was the best feeling ever and so that was my 2016 2017 hits i am not going to re-up with these two guys Mm -hmm. and i'm like well shit i need to find another job or or some other roommates or something like that and for me it was easier to find a new job just because i you know and i end up starting to sell um, music and performing arts equipment, like music practice rooms, cabinets for instruments, stuff like that. But I was working from a home office now, and Mm. I was isolated. And in 2017, I fly home for the Derby, okay? Mm. I was really only coming home like twice a year. Gotcha. In May for the Derby and then for Thanksgiving. And I come home for 2017 Derby, and I have this girl who I'm interested in at the time, and I wanted to fly her in for the Derby. Of course. So she could hang out with the crew, like mm-hmm. get get to know, like, hey, like, 
yeah, I want to fuck you, but <laughs> I'm a good dude right. and I'm, right. I'm surrounded by good people. And yeah. why don't you come and stay at the crib? Like, we'll go to the Derby. You've never been. It's on your bucket list. Like, let's just have a good time. Exactly. She flies in, man. And it went well until we were actually physically at the Derby. Like, we got to the pregame. Everything was going cool. We were cool. Like, I'm thinking, like, I, 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 you know, like. Oh, baby, oh, baby. Yeah. And then we get to the Derby, man, and she walks in the bathroom because she's, like, getting sick on the bus mm-hmm. on our way down there. She walks into the bathroom, and she doesn't come out. She doesn't come out, and I oh, stand man. there for, like, 30 minutes, you know, asking, hey, you know, finally, I'm like, as women are walking in, I'm like, hey, will you mind, like, looking for this girl because... <laughs> Like, I don't know if she's like, I'm, I'm picturing her head in a toilet. You know what I mean? Like, she's sick. Well, yeah. I'm like, can you? And they're like, no, no one's no one's in there. No one's in there. So there were two entrances and exits to the bathroom. Oh, my God. So I'm standing by the one that she went in. She dipped out the other one. She had a friend who I had met her through, like uh-huh. a mutual friend, right? right, who was staying in Kentucky, picked her up from the Derby, ghosted like I'm talking wow. ghosted. That is like the wow. hardest I've ever been ghosted in my life, Facts. man. And you know what? Fuck her. <sighs> fuck her. Yeah, <laughs> it's taken me a long time to be able to say that. But fuck her. You know. And so that that happens, and I'm tanked. Literally, bro. The week before this, okay, she she comes in like the weekend of the derby. But the weekend before that, I had come in for a full week. And I, like I said, I was running, I was playing football, I was doing CrossFit, I was mm-hmm. lifting, bodybuilding, right. great shape. I come home, I run for the first time ever my first half marathon. Ooh. Something that as a fat kid in high school or a chubbier kid in high school, I always was like, I got to do this. <laughs> I got to do this. I did it. I get blackout drunk the same night. I like that. Run a half marathon, <laughs> get on the Vodka Rebels. <laughs> and I'm alive. I, go, I was in Lexington. To go see my brother and his friends down at UK. They were mm-hmm. still students there. And man, I'm walking up the steps. Our night is done. I'm about to go to bed, bro. I'm about mm-hmm. to pass out. And I face plant and I crack my tooth. No. My face was fine, no abrasions. <laughs> my tooth is cracked. I wake up the next morning, didn't even realize I did it. I'm just like <laughs> flicking this tooth in my thing. I'm like, oh, fuck. What like, no, no. He's no, looking no, into no. the mirror. My moneymaker. <laughs> I got this girl who's flying in the same week, no. right? This is like the weekend before. <laughs> then she ghosts me at the Derby. Then I get back on a plane to fly back to the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and I'm just depressed. I'm done. <laughs> I'm cooked, man. I can't. I can't. I can't uh, do anything. Like I'm embarrassed. I'm thankful that I'm working from a home office right. because I don't have to see anybody in the office and explain that. <laughs> My company is based in Minnesota, so they don't know. They don't. Right. They don't know shit. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what the fuck? In a week, you know, boom. Had a great time. <laughs> so fast forward, I make it through the rest of 2017, but I'm like barely, barely kind of hanging on, especially towards the end. I get to 2018 and I am, I am, I'm not strong enough yet to admit that I need to leave. Gotcha. But I know that I need to leave. That's, that's deep right there. And I walked to the middle of the Golden Gate Bridge, drove up there, and I looked down, and I was standing on the middle of it, and I just remember, dude, I was just spitting. I was just spitting off of the bridge, Mm -hmm. counting the number of seconds that the spit would hit the water, like how long it would take. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Really imagining myself just 
getting up there, you know, muscle up, boom, it's done. It's over with. But I get down. I, I didn't even get up, I, I, but I got off. You know what I mean? Like I got off I'm of that ledge. Did. I stepped away from that ledge. And I walk back, and about that time was the time that I was like, okay, now I really need to get the fuck out of here. Because right. if, if, I, if I don't, like that's what's going to happen. Gotcha. So half of 2018 goes by, and I'm starting to make plans to leave. Man, I, I quit my job. It was, you know, making pretty good money out there. Right. Quit my job, um, get out of my lease. My mom comes up, we pack a U-Haul up, and we drive back, you know, because it happened so quickly, me moving out there, that I never really got the opportunity to take time in getting out there. Mm -hmm. But my mom and I took that time as a time to go to different places out west, go to Jackson Hole, and, and like right around this time, it's so funny, man, my, like, we, we, we come back to this thing with music, mm -hmm. right? How could you live without music? <laughs> I don't know. But Can't. 2018 is when Kanye puts out I Hate Being Bipolar It's Awesome <laughs> and the fucking album image of that is Jackson Hole it's the Grand Tetons in Jackson Hole Wyoming he's over here relating to you bro and I'm like <laughs> I, I don't know it at the time yet but I'm bipolar like I am I am diagnosed as bipolar gotcha but I don't know it at the time yet I'm just going through these mood swings like what the fuck is going on with my life <laughs> on one minute I'm on top of the world uh, on the next minute I'm about to jump off the bridge the right? ups and the downs so we come back, I spend a little bit of time feeling sorry for myself, as one tends to do, right. but then I created an opportunity to myself similar to how you showed up at the UofL football offices. Mm -hmm. I drive over to a radio station over in southern Indiana where I can't, dude, this, I, I'm, I'm texting this guy, he's like, yeah, let's come and talk to me, blah, 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 but I can't nail him down, man. He's in, he's out, he's doing whatever the fuck. So I'm just like, it's been a couple weeks of this, and I'm like, fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm, I, I have the address. I know where you are, motherfucker. Like, so I drive over there, dude, and I just wait in my car until he gets there. I like that. And I shook his hand and told him, like, hey, I got sales experience, and I, I did a bunch of this stuff in school, and this is what I want to do. And so he's like, all right, man. He only wanted me for my sales stuff. He could give a shit less what anything on the air sounded like right. or I did. It was just you know, are you bringing me sponsorship dollars? And so I did that for a year and I hosted a show here in Louisville. I like that. And that was my 2019. And, and that was like finally a step forward, right? But then around, around the beginning of 2020, it was in, man, it was in March of this year. It was in March of this year. My sponsorship is going to be up at the end of the month with Four Roses Bourbon. Shout out. Okay. Still sponsoring the podcast. Thank <laughs> you very much. Fucking love you guys. And I go from thinking about, okay, I got a couple weeks here. I'm going to try to leverage this play. I'm going to try to get to this other radio station here in Louisville. And um, right as the time I'm reaching out, COVID's hitting. Mid-March, man. By the end of March, everybody's doing shows from home. The, the 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 country is shut down. The world is shut down. We're on quarantine. Right. And the guy that I'm talking to at this other radio station here is like, dude, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, I can't add another hour right now. Like, I can't add you on. This is just crazy. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. And then I got really, really depressed, though, because mm -hmm. I took that as, I you know, basically he didn't say no at first. Right. And so I took that as like a hope. 
right? It's like when you ask a girl out and she doesn't shut you down. So then you hold on to that little hope. Like, am I going to maybe, you know, maybe she comes around, maybe it works out. Right. So you kind of like grind and it gives you some fuel, right? You're like grinding in the gym. Like, (laughs) man, this shit's going to work out. Right. So during the quarantine, that's how the first like six, seven weeks go for me. And I'm in the garage right here doing sit-ups on a fucking shower curtain (laughs) on the bottom of the garage floor. You know what I mean? Like just trying to keep it together. Yeah. But finally, the quarantine's about to lift, and I look at this guy, and I reach out to him, and I'm like, hey, man, I, I told you I'd reach out after the quarantine. Like, stuff's starting to open back up. Can we talk about this? Because I, I, I kind of just need to know. You right. know I kind of need to know if you're going to be open to this or not. Right. And he just ghosted me. He just ghosted me. Again, I get fucking ghosted. Ghosting really takes an emotional toll on me, okay? Uh, me too, bro. Because after that, I start to spiral out of control. I really did. And my entire May of this year mm-hmm. was eating junk food two to three times a day, anything I wanted. Comfort. Donuts at 4 p.m. on a fucking Wednesday. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just like, yeah, just burying those feelings, not feeling those feelings. But and, and I really reached, again, what I thought was the end of my rope. I was really like... Like, dude, I sold, <laughs> I sold my handgun. Mm-hmm. I had a nine millimeter, and I sold it to a friend of mine, like an older guy who right. I knew would be able to sell it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I got rid of it because it was sitting in my safe, and I would wake up with nothing to do. I don't mind, and just look at that safe. Like, yeah. is today the day? Is today the day? It could be easy. I, I've been there before too. I didn't talk about it because I, I, I don't know why I didn't talk about it, but. Once I got kicked, like once that my college eligibility thing didn't happen for me and that in the football dream didn't happen, I went into deep depression, bro. Like I'm talking about I went from 2.30 to 3.30 within within eight months. And I didn't know how bad it was until I went down to Florida around like eight, nine months after that happened. And I was... I was walking through the um, whatever the little rental we was in and I walked past a mirror and I jumped. I thought somebody else was in the fucking room with me, bro. It was just my fat ass. (laughs) 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 I thought somebody was in the fucking room with me, bro. It was like some deep, dark depression, like like some deep, dark stuff, bro. But a lot of people don't talk about that stuff and what it takes to actually come out of that. Mm -hmm. It takes a bro. I'm glad you didn't make that easy decision, bro, because you would be robbing me of a great person right now, bro. (laughs) Like for real, bro. Thank you for not being stingy. And a lot of people that, you know, go through with it like you really do rob people from getting to know you because there is still hope like you know the sun will shine tomorrow type Mm -hmm. deal Mm -hmm. like i'm like man that depression stuff is heavy like in the same thing like i had a problem with cheesecake factory like I, i yeah bro it got so bad like i had to start hiding the cheesecakes outside in the trash can because you know if you just keep on showing up with cheesecake factory bags and you live with your girlfriend she's gonna start thinking you went out on dates so <laughs> little, little did she know I was dating myself. <laughs> I got fat as hell on Oreo cheesecake, bro. Oh, it's so easy. But yeah, that's that's just what I wanted to have a little input on, bro. I, I really appreciate you not making that easy decision because it is easy just to jump. It's easy, just easy to stay in that depression, and it takes a strong-minded person mm-hmm. to balance their self back out because that's what it really is, like just a balancing act. 
And I'm really glad that you as well have not robbed me from a quality person <laughs> because I'm glad I'm glad you're still here doing well though. Hey. hey. But you know what I mean? But like, yeah, man, it's um that that was really something that that has always pushed me. And like I'm a masochist. Like I like to make things as hard as I possibly can on myself. Mm-hmm. Because without that feeling of, oh my God, this is impossible, then I, I don't it's hard for me to feel like I've earned it. Mm. So yeah, that's that's really uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not a very becoming quality of myself, but like uh, or a trait. But uh, it, it's it's just like I have to feel like it, things are as hard as possible. And the thing that you know, I, I hate that about myself, but I love that about myself because in moments where shit is like I'm gonna jump or I'm right. gonna pull this trigger, my mind goes to fuck that. Like how easy it would be to just do that and give up. How easy it would be to just quit, right? When so many other people would, and like that's that's where my motivation comes from. Is like being down and out, like a sicko. Like, yeah. But, and <laughs> and it, it takes me getting to that point. But then once once I reach that point, and once life becomes beautiful again, once you start looking at the grass and going, "Wow, that's really green it's grass," green. like you were talking like, about, like bro. the birds out there, man, chirping. the people chirping. That's when it really starts to come back. Like this is this is why I'm here. I have a bigger purpose, and eventually, when the quarantine lifted and June first hit and LAC opened back up, man, I had gotten to 263 pounds in a fucking couple of months, man. Like in a in a month. Like I'm about right Easy. now. I I got better muscle definition than than I previous because I was like a kind of like a pudgy 230, 235 mm-hmm. right before you know like April March whatever, um but it took a month and so like in my head I'm like okay three months of busting my balls <laughs> is about how long it would take if I want to sit there and feel sorry for myself and eat in the dark and eat everything that I want to and right. give in to every single little thing that makes you want to just reach for that right. food and. And so now I'm like, okay, now if you ever think, if you ever, if your mind starts to think that you want to do that to yourself again, just remember this last three months as it, it takes you three months to erase that one bad month. And once June 1st hit, like I said, the gym opened back up. Um, I started to get really serious about this mm-hmm. and going in a different direction because I felt like I had come back. You know, for first of all, like I, I told everybody that I came back to pursue what I always set out to do, which was true, which right. which was like, yeah, I would have these feelings out in California, like, yeah, this is cool, but I'm not really doing what I want to do. Right. You know, like I, I feel like I I took this job and I took I've taken these jobs to get here and then to stay here, but I'm not really, really feeling fulfilled from this. So it was that, but it was also I'm going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> if I don't fucking get make a move right. for myself. Then I come back. And I get linked up with the station, and I'm I'm thinking that I'm doing the show that I want to do. It was still called Real Talk, and mm. I never wanted to do like the afternoon drive or like some hacky fucking sports name right. for a show because <laughs> I knew that this was the kind of stuff that I would eventually want to pivot to. Right. So I kept it Real Talk so that later on I didn't have to change the name or change the branding or anything like that. And after after the last three months, man, and after reaching that point again. That's when I'm finally like, okay, life is beautiful again, and I, 
it is difficult to open up and talk about this stuff because right. like who and like for your friends and your family who wants to listen to you talking about that kind of stuff right being that close to it and people are like oh my god oh, <laughs> oh my fucking god right and you're like no no it's cool it's, it's, all, it's all part of the plan we, look, i made it out you know <laughs> but like but but now we're here and now we're on quality time with quality people mm. and meeting you and and just kind of like the intersection of us meeting and having these discussions like i know i just kind of took you through a 20 minute version of my last five years but like it's been up and down and up and down and as difficult as this year has been 2020 i'm fucking thriving to be honest thriving thriving like like i keep on i can't wait like three months from now you're gonna see this on instagram and you're not on twitter and everything but I am going to put that Apollo Creed. Is that his name? Oh, no, it's Apollo something. The high school football player that was being interviewed, and he's like, "Hey, they had us in the first half. I'm not gonna lie, you know." And he just I know goes, exactly he what just you're talking about. spazzing on that beat, man. And I'm like, "Hey, first half of 2020, like they had my they had ass, it. like I was cooked, fam." But now, now, like six months later, it's gonna be a lot different, and as as difficult. And I know I'm, I'm just like going on and on and on right now. Um, last thing I want to talk about real quick is. As difficult as it's been to see um, the coronavirus take a lot of lives and affect a lot of people, jobs and friends, family, like people that I just meet and they're affected by it. As difficult, I'm going to get emotional talking about this. I already know I am. As difficult as as it's been to see uh, people um, not not appreciate kind of where we're at as a country in terms Mm -hmm. of in terms of like whatever happened to love your neighbor right mm, you know mm. like right now we're, we're, touch th- on that there's a mental health crisis and th- there's there's a there's a, a wellness crisis there's a race crisis there is the people who sit there and think that black lives matter is political and it's all these different things and yet they still fail to understand that there's a difference there's a big difference in the way that black people are treated and white people are treated and you know, growing up as an athlete and growing up with father figures who are black and my best friends, some of them are black. And like, I've always just lived a different experience, mm-hmm. right? Like I know I'm, I'm, uh, you know, kind of can be a bougie white kid from the East <laughs> End and everything like that. But at the same time, like, yeah, I've never had a gun to my head, but I've been, I, I've been in some really tough situations Thanks. that other people can't relate to. And I've seen how my friends are treated. We were at a country club and the whole time we had a fucking staff member walking around like, kind of like, who do you know here? And like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, they thought we were there to cause trouble. And that is, that is like in and of itself. If you think that a black person showing up to a country club is them showing up to cause trouble, then fuck you. Exactly. You have problems. <laughs> Not <laughs> them. <laughs> Not them, okay? And And that's like, as as deep as I've gone in a lot of talking about like the protests and and like it's it it, it doesn't it's not lost on it, the fact of the matter that we live in Louisville Kentucky where Breonna Taylor happened right. and all of the protests hasn't like it, it hasn't failed to dawn on me that again like just like the Kanye like I hate being bipolar it's awesome <laughs> right it's like it happens for a reason it's shaping me it's molding me facts and when I look at all these things. As bad as as bad as this year has been, okay, it's been necessary, but as bad as this year has been, I still got to even go back to the very beginning of the year, to how this year started, where I literally, me and my friend again, came to a near-death experience, and I've never talked about this, 
out of respect and privacy for for this person. Right. And I'm going to make sure that I don't say not even gender, not even right. gender. Okay. Right. Because I know that this person wouldn't want me to share this, mm-hmm. and they are a very private person. But this is somebody that I'm very very close with, somebody that I love more than myself at times. I like that. And I would do anything for this person. And at the very beginning of the year, this person and I got in a pretty bad car crash where we both totaled our cars. It's the reason that I got a new car. And we were coming down River Road, driving home, coming back from a night at the bars. And we had both been drinking, weren't blacked out, weren't drunk. If we would have... Well, okay, if we would have blown a breathalyzer, probably would have been right there at the edge, you know what I mean? Right. But it wasn't even that we were that intoxicated. We were just pushing each other in a way that sometimes me and this person do that Mm -hmm. can be unhealthy. And I have a car with two other people in it, okay? And this person is driving alone, and this person speeds past me on River Road. Mm. The two people who are in the back of my car are going, oh, fuck that. Catch up, catch up, catch up. (laughs) Little voices, right? Yeah, I know. So I do, and I come into the left lane, okay? Two lanes for people that don't know River Road in Louisville, Kentucky. It's just two lanes. So I'm in the oncoming traffic lane, and we have a straightaway stretch, and we're probably both going 80 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Real shit. And I see that I'm not going to be able to get in front of this person with my car. So I start to pull back. And I'm like, well, fuck. Right. Motherfucker got me. (laughs) You know? But we're racing. We're literally. And I slow down and merge back over. And then in front of me, I see sparks. And I see headlights. And I see this person's car spinning out because what we fucking forgot and what we failed to realize is that river road is windy man right there's some straightaways but there's also some turns that they say you're supposed to go 40 (laughs) miles an hour around not double that and this person hits the guardrail spins out is flipping their car dude i am you know uh, maybe 100 or 200 yards behind them at this at this point Mm mm-hmm but I'm still probably going like 55 and I'm coming up on this person spinning out and I literally like, it's a miracle, Aaron, that I didn't hit this person head on with my car, with these other two people in the back who are not wearing seatbelts and don't kill us all. And this person's car, it, 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 it goes off the road, okay? The guardrail is mangled i'm talking fucking looks like an erector set that got beat with a hammer and because i'm going so fast it takes me a minute to slow down i'm running over things that are coming off of this person's car that ended up hitting my engine and totaling my car so even though i didn't like wreck my car right i ran over debris that was in the road my car's totaled (laughs) don't know that at the time but we come to a stop and we're probably 100 yards away, you know, 100, 200 yards away up front. Mm-hmm. And I literally had to sit in my car for a minute 
the two people in my backseat are freaking the fuck out. They're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my fucking God. Right. And I'm mentally preparing myself for what I think is going to be me getting out of my car, walking to go check on this person, and they're dead. There's no way that they there's no way that they just lived through what I fucking witnessed this car spinning out and and it just the sparks and I'll never forget that. I'll never ever ever. Right. And I sit in my car for about 30 seconds, 45 seconds. It feels like forever. But I'm literally thinking I'm going to open up this door and I'm going to see the person that I consider to be one of the most important people in my life dead. And I get out of my car and this motherfucker, (laughs) this legendary (laughs) motherfucker is walking down the fucking road. Walking down the road. That's crazy. And (laughs) this person's like, well, that was fucking stupid. (laughs) That's what they say. That's what they say. That's awesome. I'm like, no (laughs) shit. That was stupid. Like, oh my God, are you all right? And it's amazing. It literally is amazing. Like I, I, I'm really not that religious. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in in a higher power and in like universal spirit and things like that. Mm-hmm. But after this night, it, it's hard to it's hard to not believe in some kind of a higher being. Like a, there being a purpose for that. Most definitely. Because literally, dude, this this person's car looked just ridiculous like like you couldn't even just like mangled it mangled just metal i it just <laughs> like and the guardrail the guardrail sliced through this person's car mm. and for some reason for some reason that's beyond me beyond my understanding this person's seat turned just a little bit, like their physical seat in the car, turned a little bit in, okay? And all that happened to this person in this car crash, the guardrail that cut through this person's car like a fucking knife, cut this person in the thigh, kind of the ass area, (laughs) okay? (laughs) The person's got a big-ass gash in their leg. It's bleeding. It's fucking deep. I mean, it's, it's a... Brutal scar. Right. But this was the only thing. And if the seat hadn't turned just a just just a couple of inches, man, like this could have been this could have been the end of this person's life. Right. That guardrail would have sliced through this person's stomach and fucking like sell or or freezer in dragon ball z right where that shit just goes right through and you're just like wasting legs you know like damn and i dropped the other two people off and went and stayed in the emergency room until 6 a.m with this person and they got some stitches but we walked (laughs) we walked out of there and that was literally like that ruined my, I was about to go to Nashville for New Year's Eve to go hang out with some friends down uh-huh. there. That ruined my plans, obviously. I didn't have a car anymore. Right, right. My car was totaled. <laughs> it was like right in between Christmas and New Year's, 
right? So just kind of a weird time anyways. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even tell my parents that I had just totaled my car until like <laughs> later on because at that point, like I'm, I'm in the hospital. Like I didn't, I didn't let my parents know until like a couple days later. And then I was like, Hey, okay, I got to tell you something <laughs> like this is pretty fucked up, but don't hate me. You know, uh, all right, I'm still here. <laughs> but what happens is from that point on, um, it, that, that was just like a really traumatic experience to go through at the very beginning. Literally, that's how my year started. So my, my New Year's Eve was spent, man, I was probably in bed by like 10 p.m. <laughs> like I was chilling with myself, you know. I was didn't have anywhere to be or anywhere to go <laughs> and anywhere that I wanted to go either. But that's how the year started. And since then, um, I had something else, something else, that popped off on on social media on Twitter where I said I tried to make a stupid joke and mm -hmm. it was just the wrong time wrong thing to say Kobe Bryant dies I'm on an airplane and the first thing that I thought I tweeted it and it I was just trying to do that thing where the savage tweet gets sent around and you're yeah. like damn that's savage as fuck yeah. you know <laughs> but I was like um I guess is it too early to debate the or I guess it um, so this settles the whole Kobe and MJ thing or Kobe LeBron thing, right? Right. With with the joke intended that well that guy died so he can't compete anymore. So, and it was just like it was so fucking stupid. But dude, I'm telling you, like I got canceled. Like the internet came for me. I was even getting slam dunked on by the fucking the 606 by God guy. Oh you know, God. like everybody came for me. And after that. And after this other experience in the car crash, mm -hmm. this person who has been there for me throughout a lot of my life has taken a step back from me, and it fucking hurts, and it really hurts. And even now, like, I've got all these great things going on, mm -hmm. but this person is still, like, I'm just taking a step back. I'm just taking a step back, and that hurts. So that is, like, what is happening pre-COVID, you know, those are my mm. first three months of the year. Mm. COVID happens, the protests happen, June 1st happens, now we're here, we're in a much better place. Right, most definitely. But it's just been crazy, and going through all of that has has put me on a different path where, at this point, like, first of all, I'm just calling out bullshit if I see it or if I hear it. I'm just like, dude, either you fucking act right, or I'm never going to spend time with you again, <laughs> right? Right. And uh, I, I've been telling a lot of those stories on on the Uber Stories podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, but but also it's it's like um, that really and going through that and then and then going through the quarantine, you really are forced to spend time with yourself, and it makes you start to appreciate the people in your life that you're like, I got to see this person, right? I, I, I can't miss out on on time with this person. <laughs> And so it's almost like addition by subtraction, where you're 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 mm. you're weeding out people from your mm. life. You got to get the losers out of your life if mm. you want to leave your dreams, right? Mm. People that you know just want you to be in their life to do that like one certain thing for them, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that comes back to like drugs and alcohol, where it's like this is somebody that I've always done this with, and now I want to do this with again. They're making changes. And um, you start to some people fall off, and and that's just part of life. But man, when 
when we got linked up and that was like the first thing you said was like quality people and quality time. And I was telling you about that dinner I had, yeah. which, which in a couple of weeks you're definitely going to be invited Word. to this and it's going to be awesome. Eee. But, um, that's just, man, like being in the quarantine really made me think about the people that I wanted to see and spend time with on the other side of it. And going through all of this at the end of what, what feels like this big five-year journey. I'm sorry to give you my life no, story. No, no. Man. Uh, hey, I need to hear it. But like, and, and, and I hope that like me telling this, like it, it, other people need to hear it too. That's the biggest thing right there. Other people need to hear it too. And I can't, <laughs> there's a Drake line that where he says, how am I keeping it real by keeping this shit to myself? Mm. You know? and Talk to him. <laughs> when, talk to him. When I start thinking about all these different things, it's like, I, I can't, this is real talk. This is real talk. This is what we do. And I'm not here to sugarcoat or bullshit about anything that I talk about. Right. It's like, it's coming because this is really how I feel and this is really how I think. And <laughs> that's a long way of saying, I'm glad that you're still here. I'm glad that I'm still here. I'm glad that everybody that was involved in in both your shooting incident and my car crash incident are still here. Right. And you know, from from that point on, it's like, okay, now where where do we go from here, right? And the story doesn't have to end here. It it can keep going on because you and I, my friend, we are works in progress. Every, everybody listening is, but we are far from over. Most definitely. We're far from over. So if you ever do reach that point again where you're thinking about would it just be better if I'm not here anymore, just know that you can fucking call me hey, and I'll vice, pick you up. Vice I'll, versa. <laughs> you know, I'll get vice up at 3 versa. in the morning. Man. I don't know what we need to do. Look, I'll do it. Look, right there with you, 3 in the morning, 4. That's that's actually a good time for me, 3 in the morning. Like, that would be perfect. I think strippers is still up about that time too. <laughs> the devil's hour, baby. <laughs> it comes full circle. <laughs> but it's just, man, it's it's been a ride, man. And this year has really made me appreciate so many different things. So when you, you know, and I think that's I think that's why I'm just like instantly drawn to you, and like why I why I feed off of your energy so much too is like, you know, I'm sitting on all these problems within myself, right? But when I see you in the gym grinding and and not only that not only grinding on saturdays and crossfit and doing your fucking thing but also the fact that you're helping people you are in the gym guiding these people who always wish that they just had that one person to kind of show them the ropes like you did for so many so much of your life and like i did for so much of my life you're doing that and that is fucking amazing Bro. and that is fucking powerful Bro, I swear, and and that's where it comes full circle for me because I feel like everybody isn't meant to have have it easy. Like there's some people that have their whole life planned out. They're D one players right from the womb, but got like we need pushers in this life too. And I feel like that's my role. Like, yeah, it wasn't meant for me to just make it right out of high school into college and have have it the easy way. You know, I was meant to, you know, have this experience. So when I see a, a youth in the gym, like you see me five o'clock in the morning just putting up shots. Yeah, I'm not planning on going to the NBA, but, you know, I, I want to take somebody down in 21, you know. Right. But when I see a kid in there with me shooting at six in the morning, like that that reminds me of myself. I really never had nobody that would push me, but like okay, I see another kid at six in the morning putting up shots. Instead of me getting up more shots, I walk over there to him and be like, Hey, 
you're going to get as many shots as you can in 10 minutes. All I'm going to do is chase down the balls for you. You know, like and and like because I know if somebody went and interjected that to me, like, you know what I'm saying? What they say, be the change you wish to see in the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we we all could make that decision every day. Instead of talking about it, what's that other saying? Well, well said is no. Well done is better than well said any day, because well done's the action. Mm-hmm. Well says the the thought. We need the action, and that's what a lot of people is lacking. Like whether it's social media or doing all these protests, a lot of words is being said, but there's no actions. You know, and and the quicker we could get to the action, the plan and actually smooth that out, the quicker we could get to our end result, which is what we was talking about when we first walked in. It was talking about productivity, Mm -hmm. how productive and how much of your time are you actually utilizing in a productive way? So like, man, it's it, man, life is a trip, man. There's so many ups and downs. I know like, bro, there's and like, man, we all suffer from depression. And then there's this thing called like hyperactive depression. It's like like this dude, it's like how do successful successful people commit suicide because they high, you know, even though they're you know, they're achieving so much, they're still depressed in certain ways. Sure. So it's like, man, your most strongest friends, honestly, I believe the people that reach out the most are the most hurt. I feel like I feel like that's why I try to help so much because I know how it feels to go without. So in return, I don't want somebody to feel what I felt. So that's why I interject. Like I'll put a little bit of me on there because I don't want you to feel the pain I felt. You know? I do know. And that's exactly where it comes from me too is I never want I never want anybody else to feel as shitty as I have or as shitty as I do sometimes. <laughs> Still, you know? Still. But I never want anybody else to know what that feels like and how low that you can actually talk yourself into feeling. And that's why I'm, I'm man, <laughs> I'm all about elevating others and lifting people up. And I think we, you know, teams around whiteboards win. Like, I, I think that that like who, who you surround yourself is 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 going to dictate where you go in it's, life. It's everything, bro. Amazon, eBay, all this stuff was in somebody's garage before it's mainstream. Mm-hmm. So you tell, bro, as long as you have that team that's willing to talk about it, talking about it isn't enough. We'd getting back to the word action. Talking about it isn't enough. Like, yeah, the whiteboard, write it up. All right. Now, what, what are we putting our dick? beaters too like you know what i'm saying what, what are we gonna finish now like all right what are we gonna invest this time into like all right now we got our time invested to what now what's the outcome are we seeking mm-hmm. you know so it's like we got to be solution driven like all right so what's the we got if we could always figure out what's the solution or what 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 is this product missing or what's in demand or what can we supply that isn't in demand that's demanding because there's always something that's demanding that isn't in supply Mm -hmm. you know and that's what that's and that's the next boom right there like you know that's that's always the next boom and it's always there but it's like you said though a team because like being a part of the air force being a part of all the other little organizations that i'm a part of the best feeling is you know i'm a part of something that's bigger than me you know and and that's what keeps me going, you know, because uh, as soon as I lose I lose self a little bit, mm-hmm. I get out of my own way because we all trip over ourselves. 
Like I know it's, it's, it's bigger than me. So it's, sometimes it's easy to make the sacrificial decision that wouldn't in return bring that much in like return for me up front, delaying self gratification. Mm -hmm. But in a way I'm like, maybe, maybe I took a job that the pays crap, but the opportunity and the on the job knowledge outweighs the paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you got to make that decision. You know, maybe I'm going to just be living off ramen for the next week. You know, <laughs> maybe I'm only taking showers out of the gym. You know, yeah. you got to be willing sometimes to make that decision. And Les Brown, all the greats have been at a point of, you know, I think I think Les Brown even said it. He's like he said the best thing about hitting the bottom is that you can get right back up. You know, just use it as a like to propel you into the next achievement. You know, you hit rock bottom and you bounce back up, you know. And sometimes as easy as that said as sounds, you know, depression and all that that comes with it, but to overachieve it, you just got bro, you're a strong motherfucker, bro. <laughs> bro, real talk, bro. We some strong motherfuckers cuz people really don't man, it takes a lot to pull yourself out of there. I know it. It takes a lot, especially if you don't have a support system and you don't feel like you can open up and really say these words and say it to somebody without feeling judged because it has to be a judge-free zone. You got so many people in your lives these days. If you tell them something, they're so quick to run on the phone and tell it to another. So we fear give like letting go of a little bit of ourselves. There's a, a guy that I had on last week. His name is Tim Schladen. He's actually a next-door neighbor. And he was just walking down the street, and he was like, yeah, I'm a counselor and a social worker. I was like, let's chop it up on the mics. <laughs> and he was a, he's, you know, he's an addict. He's a former addict. He's mm -hmm. been sober for 34 years. But he helps people in, like, empathy and vulnerability and self-compassion and loving the self, basically, is, like, another thing that we've been spending a lot of time talking about. And, like, all of these things come back to loving yourself and knowing yourself. Because if you don't have that, then you got nothing. But he said... When others talk about being vulnerable, like we are being right now, like you're being right now, and right. I appreciate the fuck out of that, but other people will, people are hesitant to do that because of the fear of judgment, because other people will say, yeah, be vulnerable, open up, but then they say that with the one hand, and then they smack you over the head with the other hand with their judgments, right? Or they turn around, and, and his words were, oh, vulnerability looks great on you, but it's just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said you know that's and, hilarious. and people are so quick to judge but you know what if if we just hold this stuff in um first of all i feel like it's doing a disservice to a lot of other people because other people can hopefully learn from this or listen to this and and like even if they're not ready or at the same level or stages of wherever they are on the spectrum of anything that we're talking about in this episode then um they they just they have it you know they they have that knowledge and and they can listen to it and hopefully it something lands with somebody most definitely that's the whole point resonates resonate oh that's all i can ask for what they say if i talk in a crowd of a hundred if i reach one like that you know well done like at the end of the day that's all i want to hear is well done you know 
like the kid that I helped put up extra shots. Like honestly, I feel you know, even though I'm helping him, I'm really like I'm really helping myself because me helping like I get like I get a bonus from that. Yeah. Like, you know, like I actually like I feel like that's on my dopamine track of when I help somebody. It's like, yeah, I did that. You know, I, I inserted myself you know, to help him propel himself or just to have to give somebody a different idea or a different spin on the subject right? or or something as easy as giving somebody a dollar, you know, just whatever I could do in that moment, as long as it's a genuine action to help. Uh, like you know, like like I said, I'm a big believer in you reap what you sow. Like what we're made up of, what at least eighty percent water, right? So that means vibrations they flow through us, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever you send out, you're gonna get right back. So I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of greedy as fuck because I'm always sending good shit out. So good shit is always happening to me. I'm greedy as fuck, bro. <laughs> Damn, I ain't shit. That's kind of greedy to me. Like for real. Like I'm super triple blessed. Like like man, like this whole COVID thing. Like I, you know, I haven't had to go without like. You know, I'm just super blessed, man. And I really believe the root of that is because I'm always there. I'm always willing to help. And, you know, and I don't need no recognition of somebody to tell me well done. Because at the end of the day, I know what I did, you know? Right. (laughs) Well, and it's just like, you know, you can go through life and you can either... Like, I pity the the billionaire who's sitting in a room alone, right? (laughs) Kind of crazy. But, like, I, I pity that person because... If they haven't done it for the right reasons, if they haven't brought others with them mm. and elevated other people and helped other people reach their potential and pull from without or, or pull from within what other people either can't or unwilling or, or maybe they can't see it or whatever, who who do you bring with you? Who do you bring with you in life? Who's if you're running like Rocky, <laughs> do you have the city behind your back running with you, or are you just fucking lone wolfing it, man? Because that can get rough. That is terrible. That is terrible. Like, there's no better feeling when I go into the gym and I'm like, hey, Aaron, hey, <laughs> and then I see you over there just getting it, and then you got this motion you do with your hand. Yeah. I, I really can't. I can't verbalize it how I want just to. A flex. Yeah, like, but but a- anytime you do that, I instantly get like like if this is a video game, I get like t- plus ten HP points. Like I like like I start getting super pumped too. Like I like I can't even do a backflip, but I could do one. You know. <laughs> but long as like like that's really what I'm feeding off of because at the end of the day all this materialistic things that we acquire it doesn't matter and you know how because I we can't take it with us mm-hmm. all this stuff is left behind and people fight over like what like I rather leave a rippling effect of positivity or a different mindset that could transcend over lifetimes than I would having a mansion like you said that's empty like there's only one heartbeat in a mansion like now you want to talk about depression like hey that's 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 the i don't know if you look look, i want to say it's hope i want to say you got hope you need to start picking up hobos (laughs) off the street or something (laughs) anybody to fill that space anything for you bro anything but the biggest thing is love man and 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 having true satisfaction of seeing other people achieving their dreams. 
Like in a lot, and a lot of people isn't genuine enough to actually want to see somebody else achieve their dreams. Like there, there's so many people that's like, oh man, you know, here he goes trying to achieve something else. Like you know, like I'm like, I'm I'm an ambitious person, but I don't do it to be better than anybody. I just do it because I could do it. Like there's somebody at home that legs don't work. My like, there's a guy that goes in the gym with his um crutcher, like his you see with his walking stick and all that. I see hey, him, yeah, 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 yeah ball guy, yeah, yeah, balding at least, yeah, but yeah. Every time I see that guy, like you, like I said, I get plus ten with you. I get like a plus thirty seeing that guy because he's like, bro, you got every excuse to stay in your room and people would understand, but yet you dragging your body through this gym to get a workout. Mm. You know, and and that's the thing right there for me. It's like, bro, there's really there's no excuses. If you tell yourself an excuse, it's a lie. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> You're lying. Don't believe your own bullshit. And that's what it boils down. Like you said, calling every call it how you see it, man. Just call it how you see it. Couple things I want to circle back to. Um, first, what we've been talking about, we've been hovering around um, like quality people who you surround yourself. There is a saying that your vibe attracts your tribe. Those vibrations that you put out, there's a reason that we walk past each other. We were just like, whoa, what was that? Yeah. You know, there's a reason that you meet those people and you just, the energy is, it's on their face, it's in their body language, it's in the things that they're doing, it's in the things that they're talking about. And you're like, I'm addicted to like, you can be addicted to people. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. you can be, become addicted to people and your vibe attracts your tribe. That's really important. Um, the other thing now, this is one that I actually started saying myself. So I've coined my own phrase. Okay? I like that. But uh, when, when you're talking about, you said life's a trip. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that. And this is right around, I, I've had this in my Twitter bio forever, since 2015, since I was down and out. And literally after that moment, and I got back up, and I got back on my shit, the thing that I kept on, I yeah, I, I was hearing people say life's a trip, life's a trip. And I was like, Life's a trip, so tie your sneakers, kid. Hey. You know, tie your fucking sneakers. Life is a trip, but but have your sneakers tied. Right. And over time, now it's just sneakers tied. Hashtag sneakers tied, and that's like life is a trip, man. But but if you, it takes a certain type of person each and every day to get up. And you might be working a job that you don't enjoy. You might be about to be evicted from your place. You might have a separation period from you and this person in your life that has meant everything to you. But right. if you are still not willing to get up each and every single day and tie up your fucking shoelaces and mm. go play a little ball yourself, mm. then you got nothing, man. Talk to him. You got nothing because no one else is going to come and, and, and do your reps for you. <laughs> you know you what I mean? can't do it for me. No. <laughs> you, <Yeah>. Damn it. <laughs> you got to do the reps yourself. Damn it. <laughs> That's... Hey, that is the truth right there. And the first thing that popped up in my head is when you said, like, have your shoes laced is that you're ready. You're you're ready. Life is a trip, but you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. And and which goes back to what we was touching on earlier is preparation, you know, being prepared for the opportunity. Mm. And don't let the opportunity sneak, sneak up on you and you're not prepared. Like, that's the worst thing that could ever happen. 
ever. Yeah. So hey, sneakers sneakers laced around here, right? Yeah. Sneakers laced. Hey, what? Hey, whatever gets thrown, I'm ready. <laughs> you th- you throw a left, I'm dodging right. <laughs> you throw a right, I'm dodging left. I'm ready. <laughs> I feel that. Hey, I'm just throwing touchdown passes, man. Hey. Full circle to Willie Beeman. Hey. All right. <laughs> Just catch them, man. Just hoping that someone catch them. You feel me? Hey, man. Hey, but we all know you can bring them to the water, but you can't make them drink. That's right. That's right. That's right. Look, so take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I mess with you, oh, bro. I fucking love you, man. Hey, right here with you, bro. Nothing but love. Day one. Hey, hey, for real. And that goes back to, like, Man, you could been you could know somebody for twenty years and they could never have their best interest at heart. Or I could run into somebody that I just met in a week that could want to see me achieve. You could probably want me to be the fucking president if that was my dream. Why you know not? what I'm Why saying? Not? See what I'm saying? Yeah. But then there you got the, and you got that person that you've been around and grew up with your whole life that you know gets jealous and just envious of everything you achieve because they they made the conscious decision to stop living, <laughs> dude. It's literally why I'm I've been talking with my girlfriend about this. I I it's almost as if I'm coming to this realization right now like I'm waking up to this big fact that this person that that I I would take a bullet for, like I'd take a million bullets for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The fact that they are still adamant about the fact that they're taking a step back from something that that happened at the beginning of the year that was was a trivial thing that people have already forgot about. Right. And yet still, you know, months after I'm back and and I'm kind of like really back on my path and my journey and I am elevating others and bringing others with me and talking about this stuff, the fact that this person still wants to say they're taking a step back, it really starts to question it. And maybe this isn't fair, but this is just where my mind goes, Mm -hmm. is I think all this time, a part of me thinks... Maybe this person has always felt like, you know, lately they've been doing better than me over the last two years, and we've been in very close proximity to each other. And now that I'm starting to glow up, they're still taking a step back. Like, I I question that. I really do. Because it's like, at the time, sure, this person was there for me. But now that I'm doing all the things that I'm doing, and just like the vibe that I'm putting out in the universe right now, right. why is this the, the the time that you're still telling me like a couple weeks ago you're taking a step back? And it really starts to make me wonder like all this time, I don't I don't question our relationship for for what it has been. Right. But moving forward, I'm like all this time, does this person really want to see me achieve these things, or is me starting to reach for these things and 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 get them? starting to make them go maybe i don't want to be around and see this person do this anymore and it's to have this be happening to somebody that i am this close with is really fucking hard but it's like man fine i'm not gonna reach out i'll let you figure your own shit out i'm good over here but you know let me know when you're ready to talk and if i have to do this alone then that's fine. Like, you know what, Aaron? I honestly thought at at the beginning, like, I would pitch this person ideas and things that we could do together mm-hmm. with with the with the thought that teams around whiteboards wins. Right. Right? But as I've been forced to do this all for myself and prove to myself over the last three three months, 
I can do this. I don't need anybody else right. to do this. I don't need this person because I'm only going to be using them as a crutch. I'm going to be expecting them to carry my load for me, but I don't need that. And now that I'm realizing that and I am forced to do this shit alone, and fine, if we have to go through this 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 gully in our relationship and this down period where we're distant, then that's fine because I got shit that I'm doing. I got shit that I'm going to work on. And if I ever hope to come back and have a stronger relationship with this person, then I know that all of the things that I'm doing right now, you know, I'm doing them for me. I'm doing them for other people. But but that's why I was doing it in the beginning. I didn't need this person. I'm going to do my thing. And if the day comes where we're able to to get back together and get on that same page that we've we've enjoyed for many, many years, right. then great. And if that's what I have to do and go out on my own in order to come back and our relationship to be stronger, then that's what I have to do. And as, as hard as that is to wake up every day and not have that person that you're texting with or you're calling all the time and spending time with and you don't even have to think about on the weekend, what are you going to be doing because right. you're going to be doing it with that person. Like, I have this big void, but I'm just choosing to fill it in healthier ways than I previously would have maybe right. filled it. Right. And I'm just... I've, I've resigned myself to the fact that if I have to walk alone, that's fine because we all have to walk alone sometimes. Most definitely. But I'm going to I'm gonna fucking do it hey, with or without them. Hey, I've been in similar situations. That's why I believe I keep reiterating that because I've been deeply hurt by, you know, multiple friends where, you know, we had great situations just like you. Like, hey, I know we chilling later on tonight. I know, like, hey, I know if he got a lady friend, he's probably going to ask her if, he got a la- if she got a lady friend for me. Like, you know, we was that close. Yeah. You know, and it hurts that the relationship isn't as – tight or as you know bonded as it used to be and it really is but it's like you know you like as soon as i started doing you know like i said i broke broke that mode of hanging you know only quality people and i started having my little success my little you know whatever it might be you know military you know a couple little materialistic things you know it's like you're not you're not really as happy as you know you're not happy for me type deal right but so at the end of the day it's like you know what I'm I'm okay with you not, you know, being happy for me like I want you to be because that's you. But I'm not going to change me for you cuz I'm gonna still be happy for you. You know, and I and I still want you to eat. Maybe it isn't going to be at the table that I prepared, but I still want to see you do good, right? Mm. But, you know, maybe it isn't going to be over here. But, you know, hey, when I see you, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> when i see you, I, I see you. I really like that. <laughs> You're going to eat. It might not be at the table that I prepared. <laughs> You're still gonna eat, and I'm still gonna cheer you on. Exactly, but it's it's different sometimes, and it is, and it's unfortunate. But like everything has its seasons, and this is where I have to get myself to. Is like you know what we 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 killed those seasons, you know, like LeBron in Miami with wait, hey, we killed, hey. we <laughs> like we killed those seasons. We White did hot. exactly, we did that. But you know, now I gotta come over here with the Lakers. I gotta finish my dynasty off over here. You know, I needed I needed you to grow in those seasons with me. You know, you season me. I'm seasoned now. That's why they call seasons because you seasoned, right? Mm-hmm. So now you you know you need a different season. And this season, maybe that that isn't the flavor we need no more. We already got that flavor. Sure, we we got that flavor, and it's cool. You know, I understand, and it sucks. But now you know, I, I used to like teriyaki, but my taste buds changed. Now I'm on Caribbean <laughs> you jerk. You know what I mean? She said, "You are what you eat." <laughs> I ordered the jerk. <laughs> She loves me though, <laughs> man. I, I just uh, oh, <laughs> she loves me though. 
But no, seriously though, and it sucks that those relationships don't like withstand the you know the dawn of time or our lifespan. But it's like you know, hey, and that's how I that's how I could get peace because I still want to see you eat. I know it isn't gonna be at my type my table anymore, but hey, I still want to see you do good though. You know, my mom used to always tell me when we were growing up that people come into your life for reasons, seasons, and change. Mm. And when hearing you talk about seasons, it's like, you know, you have people who are in your life for what you think is are going to be your lifetime, right? Your mm-hmm. family, you know, your your immediate family, or in my case, you know, the family that I've built for myself because I had a big part of my family, kind of like the Italian thing, yeah, gotcha. stripped from me, right? Mm. So sometimes even your family, you think it'll be there forever, but parents die, grandparents die. People get divorced. People get estranged. It's just it's just how it happens. It is. But people will come into your life, um, and sometimes we don't always realize it. You know, we, we don't. But 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 then in retrospect, you look back and you're like, man, you know. And you can be best friends with somebody for for a long time. You can be best friends with somebody for a short time. You know, you might be in a city where you're doing something, but then you move. You're always going to be friends with that person. You can always pick the relationship right back up where it left off, and you can call that person and, and, and just be one with each other again. Right. But sometimes people come into your life for reasons, to make you realize, I, I'm, I'm not living right. I need right. to make changes, <laughs> right? Wake up. People come into your life for just a season. It might be three months. It might be 20 years. You have no idea, right? Right. Or people come into your life for change and and all three of those things i know they kind of overlap a little bit but but that's that's it so it's like we can sit here and be sad about you know the people that maybe aren't running behind us in that rocky example anymore but you know i like you were saying we can look over and see them running their own race and and hoping that you know they can they can eradicate that pettiness out of their life because that's where that shit comes from. The the I don't want to be around this person because I don't want to see them be happy, or I don't want to see them reach this shit. Because I've always looked at myself as more more important, or like you know I, I say I'm happy for you or I'm cheering you on, but do you really mean it? Right. Like do you really mean that's it when it's thing. right here in your face, or are you saying all that shit because you feel like you're on a different level than me? And now we're starting to catch up or we're starting to get even or I might even be pushing past you. And now all that shit you were talking about, pushing each other and being there for each other, where you at? Where your ass was at, dog? (laughs) He just wouldn't feed me. You know what I'm talking about? Because I'm going to eat and I'm going to fucking set the table myself. (laughs) You feel me? Trying to turn that tuna into lobster. (laughs) But they don't hear me, though. They don't hear me. And the thing is, is like, man, you could sleep on me. That's cool. Go ahead. Catch some Z's. <laughs> Look, catch some Z's. But, <laughs> hey, five in the morning, hey, eating. <laughs> eating. Look, and, it, and like, and I reiterate, not better than nobody, not trying to be. It's just when it, I just don't want to be afraid to die. And in order to do that, I got to give everything I got every day. I know it's so easy to say treat every day like it's your last day. But if you if you leaving on E every day, like I'm I'm happy. The most the most depressed and saddest days, I guarantee you you didn't do shit. You probably didn't even leave the house. Like you probably you probably just Real watched shit. TV or Netflix. Didn't like, take a shower. Exactly. Netflix, didn't get dressed. Bro, Netflix probably asked you do you want to continue three times? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, uh, yes, I'm still watching. Uh, yes, bitch. <laughs> At least somebody loves me. God damn it. Checking on me. Thank you. <laughs> Did anybody ask you how you're doing today? <laughs> Look, yeah, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> That's a real motherfucker right there. Real talk. Real oh, talk. Oh, man. But seriously, though, like, my, my most depressed days look like that. No, yeah. no shower, all Netflix, a bunch of junk food. Like, it was one time where, I, like, on my on my journey to 3.30, where I had Burger King. I had McDonald's fries. I had Indy's chicken. And this is all one sitting. This Boy, is, this, I, this, I this know is, exactly <laughs> what you're talking this, about, this, too. This, this, isn't, this isn't multiple meals. This is one sitting. And I stopped at all these fast food places to bring together one meal. <laughs> and it was my fat kid was running rapid. <laughs> that little fat motherfucker was happy as hell. <laughs> He's doing backflips. He's doing, oh, yeah. It was a rolling backflip, but it was a backflip. <laughs> But hey, man! Like, like if you if your day start looking like that, man, you got to get out of there quick. I know you like, got to make changes because as and and just remember, remember as good as that you think that it's gonna make you feel, you know, looking at all that fast food and being like, man, this is gonna taste so fucking good. Just know that feeling of I'm so full I might throw up. Right. That is what you want to eradicate from your life right but my mindset now is is that that delaying gratification because like yeah you could eat burger king and mcdonald's every day but have you ever ate a burger where you didn't eat bad for a whole week like you get like that burger on sunday after just eating clean all that's that's that tastes like 10 burger king burgers it's like it's like dang like i didn't know burgers could taste this good What y'all put in this? It's just normal, dog. It's just ketchup. (laughs) But seriously, delaying self gratification, and it really just boils down to discipline. If you don't have discipline, you don't have nothing. And then after discipline comes consistency. How how consistent? How like shoot? Everybody could beat uh, you know the nail with the hammer, but how consistent? Like, cause then sometimes the the fucking nail doesn't go through the wood on the first beat. You got to beat it a couple of times. So how can you consistently beat your goals? And your nail is the goal, and the wood is the obstacle you got to overcome. So how consistently can you beat that? And that and that's and that and that that formula can be applied to whatever you're trying to accomplish in life. Literally, like like how consistent or what or what type of unconventional way me showing up at the football, you know, facility. Just ask. Look, I'm, I'm just just putting yourself in that scenario. What they say, the hardest part of going to the gym is just making it there. Once mm. you get there, you're good. Mm-hmm. But waking up, scratching your eyes, rubbing your butt, you know, before you get there, that's <laughs> that's the hardest part. You know, but <laughs> like what you say before you tie your shoes, <laughs> that's the hardest part right there. It is. <laughs> uh, we have been... Uh... Yeah, going man. off on this beat for a minute. How, yeah, I don't even know how long he's been because you're a good dude. <laughs> Let's see. I think oh, there's a lot more than I thought there was. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He- <laughs> uh, yeah, we're still going out. I mean, look, it's we're we're about two hours into this thing. <laughs> yeah, two hours, that, and just let that was easy. Nothing was forced either. <laughs> I didn't look at my watch once. <laughs> Not one time. No. Like I just now, just because you called it out, I'm like, dang, like, <laughs> we we trying to put in a shift. <laughs> um, Aaron Harris, where can people find you on Instagram? 
Uh, Air Harris 52. Um, you can always catch me at the gym, LAC on Westport Road. You know, hey, just out here achieving, achieving dreams, reaching goals every day. And helping other people reach theirs. That's, and that's the biggest thing. Like, as long as you always helping somebody along your way on your journey, like, you, like, those are, like, the most amazing people. Like, hey, please help other people, man. Come on. It's easy. <laughs> and plus, you get a return on that. And they ain't taxing that. Mm-mm. Huh? <laughs> do it do it for others but do it for yourself hey most definitely the, I, I get i and i know where i know that i can say this and it, it applies to you too when i use the word i uh, we can do all of these things and it's it's for other people absolutely and but it's also for us because it makes us feel good and it makes us feel exactly. worthy exactly and if i do something for somebody I'm, I'm not keeping a mental note i'm not gonna bring it back up to them Matter of fact, I'm not even looking. I'm not even looking for a return from that person because the universe always finds a way to bring it back around. Like I know it's coming. Like the other day, just for instance, like I helped somebody out. I no names or nothing. I just gave him like forty dollars. He said he was hungry. Look, guess what? My my LG and E bill came around. They said minus eighty dollars because of COVID. I was like, what? Look at this. <laughs> look, look at look. No LG and E. This what turn up. Let's look, go. Exactly. But like that's what I mean by like I'm. I don't do it just to like have one up or a person or looking for favor from that person. It genuinely comes from the heart, and I believe that's that's how that magic trick actually happens. If it isn't genuine, it's never gonna come back. Back right right it's never gonna come back right you 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 what you, what's that called you're a manipulator then you're mm-hmm. manipulating you and if you're a manipulator you never have a good heart mm-hmm. like <laughs> your seeds is all your crops always gonna be bad so yeah that, that's what i want to leave it on it's a good place to leave it on <laughs> uh we'll do this again we'll Most definitely, definitely do this Most again definitely and maybe have a, a couple more topics that we can dive into i mean we <laughs> we like i said no script we just flip this thing on red light go and you go i go you go i go Ping and pong. uh this has been fucking awesome man hey, so I'm thank you so much you, i fucking love you hey bro and, uh, i appreciate your ass yeah. thank you for not being greedy and jumping bro i probably would i, I probably have to haunt you bro because if i had to see this play i'm like bro this motherfucker robbed me bro <laughs> Like you stole from me, bro. No, never, <laughs> never. <laughs> Thank you, bro. All right, man. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I certainly did. That is my guy right there. And uh, if you did enjoy it, please, 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 I'm begging, I'm pleading, literally. All right, please leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Please, you know, please, please. I'll I'll say it again. Please, all right? Please do that because it helps me out and I'm trying to grow this show. And if you enjoy the content and if you enjoy the Uber stories and if you enjoy the interviews and you enjoy all the things that we're doing right now and you're with this vibe, not a lot of people have reached this point. If you have, you're obviously with this vibe. You're obviously with this podcast. You're with me. You're on my team. You're in my huddle. And I fucking love you for that. So thank you. And if you haven't done so, please rate and subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and share share this stuff once in a while, you know? If you find an interview or or a Uber story or, or, or an episode that you find in particular really is something that hits with you, it hits deep, 
uh, share it to your timeline, please, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever. Uh, we're on Spotify. Sometimes the Apple Music doesn't want to share to my Instagram, so that's why I share uh, the Spotify episodes onto Instagram. I don't know if you have that same problem, but if you do, then share Spotify to Instagram, you know? Share this stuff with your friends, with your family. I know it's a lot of cussing, I know, but this is how I talk, all right? So fucking get over it, okay? Um, that's all about all I got. Uh, next week, we got Uber Stories on Tuesday, Uber Stories Part 8, and I am going to announce later on next week who next week's guest is because to be honest with you i haven't booked him yet but i guarantee it's going to be somebody that has some stories i guarantee that it's going to be a difference maker and i guarantee it's somebody that's going to come on here and give me that real talk give us that real talk until then my friends be well drink your four roses bourbon and i will talk to you next week i am ben Tompkins. that is real talk